Hello and welcome to the conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Dustin Jackson. Oh boy, oh boy. Dustin's in the house. I'm 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 in the hizzy, we like to say. We we do like to say that because we are so hip. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when we're talking about hip and DKU characters who are hipper than hip even Immediately, the mind comes to one figure. No, 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 not not Funky Kong. No. Uh, I think of a character who is so hip, he's gone back around to being square again. I think of a character who's always been near and dear to the hardcore DKU fandom and rare diehard's heart, but is mostly unknown mostly unknown to the larger Nintendo community. However, after he was spotted in the background of the Ring of Kong poster and art assets for the Super Mario Brothers movie, there has been some renewed interest. On this episode of The Conversation, we're discussing the life history of Swanky Kong. Oh my goodness. You know, Heil, when I think of the DKU characters that I wish were my dad, Swanky Kong's at least in the top 20. I don't think I would want Swanky Kong to be my dad, really. Uh, (laughs) I think that would be a very disappointing childhood. (laughs) Well, dad's off to give give, uh, bananas and balloons off to people again. Yeah, yeah. Dad smells of aqua velva, and (laughs) (laughs) what else is new? And he's hitting on the neighbor lady. No, this episode, I want to clarify because I did mention the Super Mario Brothers movie and how swanky we we peeped swanky in that crowd shot, but we will not be going into the movie. We will not be discussing if swanky actually appears in the movie. No spoilers one way or another here. Uh, we, we've been planning this episode of The Conversation since before the movie was even out, like weeks before. And then the Donkey Kong Freedom leaks started getting out there. And I was like, oh, I, I've got to quickly do an episode about this to reveal everything that I know. And that forced us to push this episode back until the week after the Super Mario Brothers movie. So that's why we're doing it now. Nothing to do with the movie. If you haven't seen it, there's no context here for it, other than we know he was on that poster, he was in the art assets. So it renewed our excitement for Swanky Kong. And I'm always excited about Swanky Kong. I don't, Don't get me wrong, Dustin. I don't want you to think I'm not... Uh, died in the wool, swanky aholic, but character witness episodes of the conversation have usually, not always, but usually been reserved for characters with a robust library of appearances. You know, uh, ca- characters who have actually had some character development over the years and have grown and evolved. Characters like Conquer the Squirrel. Characters like uh, Funky Kong, the aforementioned Funky Kong. Characters like Diddy, Dixie, Cranky, K. Rule. You know, just uh, the 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 top shelf 
beloved characters that are essentially household names. We also did an episode on Mr. Patch from Banjo-Tooie, and that <laughs> that was because uh, we lost a bet. But other than that, you know, it's Banjo. Ba- Banjo was a character we did. You know, it, it's been pretty much A-listers uh, or, or upper echelon B-listers. Swanky Kong... Despite looming large in my heart, despite a a large palatial honeymoon suite in my heart for Swanky Kong, he is not exactly in in that top tier. He's, in fact, been mostly forgotten since the buyout. And in fact, a couple of years before the buyout, even, Swanky hasn't been in a full new game aside from his appearance as a spirit in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, since 1996. So, uh, this kind of breaks the mold a little bit for character witness. But where he may lack in appearances, I definitely think there is, if not character development, then uh, twists and turns of the character in his limited appearances that warrants doing this episode. And the idea came to me... Like way back when I saw him in that uh, coliseum, in in that crowd shot, and I was like, you know, we could do a character witness for Swanky Kong. It's not out of the realm of possibility, <laughs> and uh, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing this episode. It is a celebration of the in-universe history for Swanky Kong. So I hope you all enjoy. But before we get to that, really quick. I do want to plug the newest, hottest Twitch affiliates on Twitch.tv. Who's that? Why? It's DK Vine. That's right. We are now Twitch affiliates. How did that happen? I don't know. Because we certainly didn't try. But we we stumbled into it. And uh, so, you know, I have long lamented how YouTube demonetized us and how I've never been able to rectify that. Their algorithm demonetized us for for reasons we suspect being that they don't think we own the Conversation podcast that we also put up on YouTube, which is funny now that YouTube has a whole section devoted to podcast and the conversation is automatically included in that. However, they their algorithm came for us and went chomp, chomp, chomp and bit us on the ass And so we haven't been getting any revenue, ad revenue, from YouTube. But thankfully, uh, our new friends at Twitch have decided they like what we're selling. And so we are Twitch affiliates now. We don't stream every day. We're not these hardcore bearded streamers who, you know, stream Sea of Thieves 15 hours a day, you know, go potty on camera or whatever they do. I don't know how they do it. It's it's disgusting, quite frankly. We stream about three times a week on a good week, right? Right. We still do the we still go to the bathroom on camera, but not as often. No, and you know we we don't appear on camera on Twitch. We 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 like the games to be the focus, and so we can go tinkle or ploppy plop without anyone being the wiser it's a really yeah, they can just great, use their imagination yeah it's a really great setup it's a win-win for everyone because you can imagine it any way you want and we can relieve ourselves but no we stream about three times a week but the 
the catch for DK Vine is that it's all DKU related. That's right. Like, uh, I stream DK Vine done slow, usually on Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. BST. And right now I'm playing Mario Kart 64 as part of DK Vine done slow. Are you enjoying it so far? So I actually had a good time on Wednesday. I streamed it for a little over two hours. You know, the very first cameo game, the very first appearance of Rare's Donkey Kong outside of Rare. Right. And very, glad. very influential, a fundamental building block to what eventually got us to the Super Mario Brothers movie. So it, it's fun. Uh, I just streamed like an over 18 hour all told uh, series on Donkey Kong Country 3, which was the most enjoyable DK Vine Dunslow I've ever done. Really had fun rediscovering DKC3. Uh, I do that on Wednesdays. On Sundays, we stream Sea of Thieves every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. BST. And that's just a few-hour voyage uh, amongst friends, uh, DK Vine staff, and some of our close, close-knit friends in the community. And, uh, yeah, if, you, if you, you've never played Sea of Thieves, but you want to witness it through familiar eyes, eyes you trust, then uh, watch that. Because uh, it's, a, it's a nice little uh, adventure by proxy in Rare's latest game. And then Tuesday nights, you, Dustin, you are part of the Idaho crew who take over our Twitch channel. Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Idaho time. Uh, What do you do on the Idaho crew streams? Well, we just play whatever DKU game is uh, striking our fancy that week. Uh, Lately, we've been at the tail end of our Banjo-thon. We thought we were going to finish World of Light and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but boy, we did not. No, um, that's unfortunate, because I've been telling everybody you did finish. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. Because you almost streamed for six hours Tuesday night, uh, and I was yeah. like, uh, surely, <laughs> surely they streamed that long because they were at the end, and they just wanted to get it done with. Yeah, that was the plan, but uh, <laughs> boy, I, I get better luck next time, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you have cooked up next, uh, what, what's coming after the Banjo-thon. Oh, me too. I th- we have some stuff lined up. I th- I think uh, we have some surprises coming up after this one. There was talk of a Conquer-thon, potentially, at some point, which whetted my appetite, because, Dustin, you have never played Conquer's Pocket Tales. I haven't. I mean, I've played, like, here and there, I've played, like, a few minutes worth, but I've never, like, actually played through it. I'd, I'd really like to. We we were kind of joking about a Conquer-thon, but I, I'd be up for it. It's not like it would be a huge commitment. No, there's less Conquer games than there are Banjo games, although you would have to break out Project Spark, which might might get dicey. See, I wanted to suggest we do a uh, grab by the Ghoulie-thon. <laughs> well, that means, I mean, potential, like, if, if that's including grab by the Ghoulies references, you would also have to just replay Nuts and Bolts again, because that has a <laughs> oh, load no. of Nuts and Bolts references. Viva Pinata. Oh, I said you know, anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, I do I do tune in on Tuesday nights. I'm usually there for the for the early parts. Sometimes, you know, I'm like, all right, Heil needs to go Betty bye. But 
you know, I, I'm there in the chat. I'm, I'm ribbing ya. I'm Mr. Ribbing ya. Oh, we always appreciate it. So we, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're actually making money from Twitch. Not a lot of money. You know, it, it's not like we're subsiding off of it. It's not like we're living off of it. But eventually, you know, we, we might have a little bit of a, a nest egg, uh, build up. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. Make sure you, uh, follow us on Twitch. And hey, if you subscribe, you get ad free viewing, which, uh, you know, if, if you've been complaining about the ads, we're still, still trying to work out the, the volume of ads, but, if you just want to get rid of them entirely, subscribe. Anyway, that, that's twitch.tv forward slash DKVine. The primary way DKVine supports itself and, and we keep independent Donkey Kong journalism going, we keep the dream alive, is, of course, our Patreon. So if, if you want to support us financially directly without, you know, watching ads for, like, the U.S. Air Force or whatever, whatever Twitch <laughs> throws your way, then just go to Patreon, uh, dkbun.com forward slash Patreon. And if you, if, you, if you want to give us money, but you want to have something physical to show for it, well, we also have a merchandise store. That is at dkvine.com forward slash merchandise, or you can just find us on T Public, which is where we are housed. We got all sorts of, uh, I was going to say great shirts. I don't know if they really qualify <laughs> under great. They are interesting shirts that you won't find Interesting is the better word for it. Well, look. Look, Dustin. These are shirts I've always wanted. I mean, uh, a Royston religious iconography shirt inspired by Royston. It says Royston on it. I don't know why I'm getting cagey about it. But yeah, yeah uh, I, I don't think I would wear that, but I'm happy it exists. <laughs> I'm happy it exists. Yeah, the story is about bringing dreams to life. That's right. I, I do have a few uh, of our shirts. I have the Kong College shirt, uh, collegiate style. I have the Stop and Swap shirt, checklist for Banjo-Kazooie. I have the Conversation season 10 uh shirt with uh with our pirates on it really like that one anyway that's uh, a fun one so yeah i'm not just the owner i'm also a client <laughs> remember that uh, hair club for men what was that the oh i remember believe you me i'm not a customer <laughs> no i haven't bought any shirts yet but i'd like to yeah somebody bought an idaho crew shirt so oh that's awesome yeah yeah Somebody did. So anyway, <laughs> check us out on Tee Public. Oh yeah. So Dustin. Hello. Hi. I want to take you back. And I want to take our audience back. Back to the early days of the DKU and Rare's Donkey Kong. The modern Donkey Kong series as it began in 1994. And then into 1995. Back when there were only five Kongs. I know. No way. I know. It seems absurd that there was ever that small amount. There was also Mankey Kongs, but we're not, you know, lumping them into this. Five main singular Kongs. There were the two playable heroes, Donkey Kong and his protege, Diddy. And there were also three supporting Kongs who helped them along the way. There was Cranky, the disapproving father figure. There was Funky, the bodacious best friend. And Candy, 
the gorilla pinup girlfriend. The uh, <laughs> the the eye candy if you're into that sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. who could forget? Yes. Yeah. So all three had very defined roles as to how they related back to Donkey Kong, right? Father slash grandfather, best friend, girlfriend. Got it. Bam. Easy. Easy to understand who these people are. Now, this was only the status quo for about a year. But given the lack of material there was for this soft-rebooted Donkey Kong series, there were, there were only two games, Donkey Kong Country and then Donkey Kong Land several months later. So... What we had, what little we had to go on, loomed large in the imagination. Especially if you fell head over heels in love with Donkey Kong Country like I did. If you were a child in 1994 and this game came out and just completely obliterated your interest in any other video game... And you just wanted to know more about this world. You were constantly thinking about this world. Donkey Kong Land really accelerated that too, where all of a sudden you had a little bit more context for the world and you kind of understood a little bit more, but you still only had a limited selection of characters. I mean, Commuter Kong never made it into Donkey Kong Land. So we we only had a couple new boss characters, some some more henchmen for K. Rule, but that game really didn't add anything new in the realm of the heroes. We had five Kongs and five animal buddies for that matter. So those those characters and their relations to Donkey Kong were, were kind of cemented and, and you rolled them over in your head quite a bit. Now, put yourself in the mindset. Go back in time to the weekend before Donkey Kong Country 2 came out here in the United States. Whoa! The, the, the weekend before DKC2, DKC2 came out, it was early December. Because we didn't get it until like the first week of December because they, they pushed it back a couple of weeks. And I, I've been trying to find clarification on why that is. It's seldom remembered. In fact, a lot of websites don't carry this information. Some do, but others just take the uh, Japanese release date as the universal worldwide release date. And it is not. Uh, we, we, we got it s- somehow late, somehow like beyond Black Friday, uh, first week of December. But the anticipation for it was just astronomical. Like I think I might have anticipated other games after the fact a little bit more, like Donkey Kong 64, for sure. Like, Donkey Kong 64 I'd been waiting for for so long in comparison. But DKC2, there had never been a game like this for me where I had the release date committed to memory. I had it, you know, reserved and ready to go. Uh, I, I was just all about the release for this game. It wasn't like, oh, I'll get it for my birthday or I'll get it for Christmas or some other holiday. It's, I mean, it was for my birthday, but this was the first time where I made the sacrifice. My birthday, November 22nd, I was like, I do not want a present on my birthday because I want my present to be Donkey Kong Country 2. So that's how badly I wanted this. A child foregoing a birthday present on the day of their birthday 
man. All that I, mattered was I, DKC2. I, I wish I was... I wish I could have been there. I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up. I feel like if I did, I would have been right there with you. I think even if you weren't, it's a relatable scenario to be in. I think we've all had something like this. And anybody listening to the conversation probably has intense passion for one of the Donkey Kong Country games, at least. So you, you can readily put yourself in this position. Yeah. But... The the weekend before DKCU came out was also magical because that Friday was when we got Nintendo Power in the mail. And that was the cover issue for Donkey Kong Country 2. Their December 95 issue was Donkey Kong Country 2. It had an expansive featured article on the game. And, you know, th- this was the third entry in Rare's broader Donkey Kong series in the DKU and the first to make good on introducing new Kongs. Now, we had already known about Dixie Kong way back in the summer when the, when this game was announced and that was exciting at the time. Like, the girlfriend of Diddy and his new adventuring partner? Whoa! Like, whoa! We have another monkey in the bunch! This is amazing! <laughs> But we had gotten used to it, right? Like, we, we had already committed Dixie to memory and into our hearts. Right. And you know, off the limited information we had, at, at least via Nintendo Power and, you know, like, like I, I, I wasn't online at the time. I wasn't getting, you know, direct news as it broke. So a lot of my information was, you know, after the fact published in these magazines. And... I had just assumed that Donkey Kong Country 2 would have, once again, Cranky, Funky, and Candy. I thought they would all be back. Uh, Because why wouldn't they be? I mean, this was the direct sequel to Donkey Kong Country 2 a year later. Uh, Sure, they changed things up by having Donkey Kong get kidnapped by the Kremlins. But, you know, why wouldn't those three be back? Somebody's got to save the game. Somebody's got to you know, <laughs> rent planes to you. Somebody's got to give tips for the first world. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't just have a game that saves itself. Right, right. So I got my Nintendo Power the Friday before. And b- by the way, like when I say the Friday before, this is before games had strict release dates. Back then, they unless it was like a major console release like the N64, there weren't any release dates. It would be when stores would get them in. So you would have this nebulous range from Monday through Wednesday back then of of when stores would start getting their stock. And then they could immediately sell them. They wouldn't be keeping them in their stock room or anything. Uh, It was a lot more just of a free-for-all, really. It was the Wild West. It was, it was. Uh, they, they weren't afforded the same luxury that high-profile books or music albums are given, right? Video games were still considered toys at best. Right. So, you know, that, that would change relatively quickly, and I think stores like GameStop actually helped... Uh, implement that change by probably pushing for it so stores like the, the the like big box stores like Walmart wouldn't be undercutting them but 
this was still the time when, oh, I could be getting this game on Monday. I could be getting this game on Wednesday. Probably going to get it on Tuesday. That's usually what happens. And I have the whole weekend to daydream about it and, and look through this Nintendo Power and study every little detail they provide. And, oh my god, to my surprise, to my surprise, Dustin, there were going to be both new Animal Buddies and new Kongs. And not all Animal Buddies or Kongs would be returning in this game. So, wow, yeah, like, that, that, that was just, it was, it was just a shock after shock leafing through these pages and seeing these renders of these characters. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Who is this old lady? <laughs> oh my God, is that Cranky's wife? It is Cranky's wife. Yes, Wrinkly Kong, Cranky's previously unseen wife and Donkey Kong's maternal figure. It made complete sense because, yeah, where was she? Like, she might have been dead in Donkey Kong Country. Um, you know, I know Cranky had a line of dialogue about Mrs. Kong. I forget if it was actually in the original Super Nintendo version <laughs> or if that was added in the, like the Game Boy like Advance version. I think it was in there, but it's it doesn't come up often. I maybe it was only in some regional versions of it, but yeah, Wrinkly Kong. Holy shit! All right, awesome. Donkey Kong's maternal figure i understand her relation to the others right and then there's this other guy this 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 <laughs> bozo this clown swanky kong a sleazy game show host what what so of course these days uh you know we, we've been through quite a lot as a fandom and we're plenty desensitized to Kongs just being Kongs and they're not needing to be a rhyme reason or familial connection back to our primary heroes you know in Donkey Kong 64 you know Tiny was kind of uh, smuggled in as Dixie's sister Chunky was introduced as Kitty's older brother but Lanky Kong Lanky was just a guy who's seemingly just along for the ride. Here's this orangutan. Speaking of clowns, he's got a, he's got a clown (laughs) nose on his face. He, he farts. And he's, he's lanky Kong plays the everything you could possibly want in a character. Yeah. I like, okay. Lanky Kong. Sure. What, who is he? Doesn't fucking matter. He's lanky Kong. You're going to love him. Jungle beat, you know, after the buyout introduced dread Kong, Karate Kong, Ninja Kong, and Sumo Kong, who were actually antagonists and then sort of became begrudging allies to Donkey Kong by the end of the game. And of course, just the entire idea of a Kong civilization where everyone has the surname of Kong, that's always been DK Vine's interpretation of the canon of how Donkey Kong Island and the Rare Archipelago works. I mean, we were calling Konga and Chimpy from Banjo-Kazooie Konga Kong and Chimpy Kong before it was cool, man. We, 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 I remember that. Well, we still I, I remember. I thought that was like official for a long time. No, no. We were going rogue. We, we, were, we were just <laughs> coloring outside the lines. We were like, Greg Mails, you said what? Well, we say this. Uh. Guess what? They're Kongs now. They're Kongs now. But you know what? You know what, Dustin? I would say... Uh, 
even though the Super Mario Brothers movie isn't canon, like, in, in all the promotional materials, they have been pushing this idea of a Kong civilization. So, you know, I, I feel a little vindicated. I feel a little validated. Just a little bit. Right. Who's to say there's not a Konga Kong or Chimpy Kong in there somewhere? Because they're such great names when you add Kong to it. <laughs> Konga by itself, what? But Konga Kong? Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Now we have a, a grade-A video game character. That, that, the, the... That gorilla's parents were brilliant. <laughs> and Chimpy Kong? He's a monkey. Let's name him Chimpy. Oh, perfect. See, that's how you get spinoff potential. If if I had a child, I would name them Orangutan. <laughs> and then like the, they would be like, are you sure you want to name your child Orangutan? The, your child's a human. I'd be like, close enough. Good enough. Don't worry about it. So anyway, yeah, but but 1995, late 1995, even if we had this idea that every uh, ape and monkey on Donkey Kong Island had the surname of Kong, like the Kong was more of a clan designation over a literal family, because, of course, that seemed to be the case already because we had Diddy the monkey and we had Candy Kong, who was Donkey Kong's girlfriend, you know, unless there's some sort of uh, ancestral uh, V.C. Andrews flowers in the attic type situation going on, they're probably not related. Kong probably means just uh, we are of the Kongs. We are these intelligent simians living uh, on Donkey Kong Island. And uh, we all take the name Kong to signify that. So, you know, we're not mistaken for your common zoo apes. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, there's all this lore. I mean, that'll be a good episode eventually, really getting into the what, what we know of the actual video game history of the Kongs. But maybe some other time. That's kind of besides the point now. We're talking about Swanky. That's what we're talking about. But Swanky? Swanky Kong? How does this ridiculous-looking game show host wearing the the cheesy 70s jacket how does he factor into anything this very emotional storyline of donkey kong getting captured by a crocodile pirate oh like obviously his mother figure is going to be there because yo my 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 uh my, my little boy has been taken uh my my, my my Donkey Kong, who I raised as a son, has been abducted. I want to lend a hand. Funky Kong, best friend. He's there. Cranky Kong, same deal as Wrinkly. Uh, Candy, she was MIA in the SNES version. So we thought she was too emotionally distraught to go on the voyage, you know. Uh, but Swanky Kong, why, uh, this game show host, why is he lending a hand? Well, um... You know, we've never actually got any canonical information on this. Why why Swanky is there, why he has a connection to the other Kongs. There's actually nothing, nothing in the concrete canon, in games, instruction booklets, rarest vintage website. There is nothing to suggest any of this. However, we do have fan conjecture. 
And oh boy, oh boy, where would DK Vine be without fan conjecture? Probably dead. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we would have been closed up by 2001 at the earliest. <laughs> yeah, we, what do you mean? I can't call him Conga Kong. No, I'm deleting our website. <laughs> so there are a few possibilities. When I say a few possibilities, there's one major possibility for Swanky's identity if we are to look at the pre. DKU Donkey Kong series, the pre-rare days of the arcade era. However, we won't find anything in the actual three arcade games. We have to look at the side titles that were released for the Nintendo Entertainment System, specifically one, the only one I'm talking about, Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Dustin, are you familiar at all with Donkey Kong Jr. math? I'm familiar with Donkey Kong Jr. and I'm slightly familiar with math. Well, just imagine that peanut butter getting in that chocolate. No way. That's too great taste. That tastes great together. Yeah, except I'm bad at math. And uh, (laughs) Donkey Kong Jr. is my favorite of the arcade trilogy. I've never played Donkey Kong Jr. Math because it came out as a NES launch title. And by the time I got an NES, which, you know, I'm not old enough to have been there at launch. I, I you know, the NES was around for a pretty long time by console life spans. I, I think, like, the Switch might outdo it, possibly, but... The the NES was really, I mean, it, it was Nintendo's financial foothold uh, in the West, and they they waited a bit to launch the Super Famicom over here as the SNES, and so there, there was a long period of time where the NES was it, and, right. and they didn't want to go to the next generation because, well, so many people have invested in this. Will we be like shooting ourselves in the foot if we have a newer console. I mean, it's it's charming to think how quaint that is, but that that was the fear. <laughs> but anyway, so by the time I got an NES, this was like a f- several years after launch, and I don't think you could find Donkey Kong Jr. math on the store shelves at all. Not that I would have been interested in at the time. Uh, the, fir- right. the first Donkey Kong game I played was the Combo Donkey Kong Classics that bundled the abridged NES Donkey Kong arcade game with the Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, port for the NES. And that was my introduction to Donkey Kong. And, you know, I loved gorillas even as a as a child. And so that's what drew me to it. I was like, whoa, Mario's in this game with gorillas? What? And uh, <laughs> Where do I sign up? Yeah, and I, 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 I didn't really like the original Donkey Kong because you were fighting the gorilla, but I love Donkey Kong Jr. because you got to play as the gorilla's son. Yeah, now we're talking. And then I played as Donkey Kong Jr. in Super Mario Kart when I rented that. And then a year later, I was done because Donkey Kong Country came out and nothing mattered anymore. <laughs> Who cares about this Mario guy? Anyway, I've never played Donkey Kong Jr. Math, and I can only go off of what I've seen on the YouTubes, you know, reading up on your various wikis. 
And I do know there is a somewhat infamous character in Donkey Kong Jr. Math because there are two playable characters in Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Can you can you tell me who those characters are, Dustin? Um, in Donkey Kong Jr. Math, it looks like you have Donkey Kong himself at the top, but you also have, along with Donkey Kong Jr., you have a separate Donkey Kong Jr. who is pink. Yeah, so Donkey Kong is not playable in Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Donkey Kong Jr. is playable in Donkey Kong Jr. Math, as is a character who is only listed as Jr. 2, otherwise known (laughs) as the pink Donkey Kong Jr. So who is junior two we don't know now now donkey kong junior math is where donkey kong senior aka the young cranky is teaching his son mathematics through tactical hands-on learning he, he's he's teaching her like via climbing up chains you know and i i don't know what he's doing really but he he's this is probably a, a thinking about it a lesson plan that Wrinkly Kong devised and and <laughs> gave to Cranky to uh, teach Donkey Kong Jr. Like, okay, uh, I'm going to teach you the maths today, son. This is something your mom uh, thought would work well on you and, and your how how you absorb knowledge. Uh, but he was also teaching this secondary character, this second Donkey Kong Jr. And who might that be in the canon? Well, it's never been clarified. It's never been explained. They didn't think it deserved an explanation. Oh, they're just two Donkey Kong Juniors. Deal with it, you stupid kids. You stupid kids <laughs> don't even know math. Yeah, what do you what do you think you're doing questioning us on this? You you got to learn plus 74. You know, th- this is still the era where, you know, oh Luigi is just player two. We don't really need to define who Luigi is. At least they gave him a different name other than Green Mario. Or right. you know, you know, but I I, I like the idea. And, and I'm not arguing that this is canon, but I think it actually syncs up well. It works well that Donkey Kong has a brother. Uh our modern Donkey Kong. Okay, let, let me let me clarify because this is already a controversial point. Uh, even more controversial these days, uh, given that this is a renewed controversy. Uh, I and a lot of DK Vine believe that the modern Donkey Kong is an adult Donkey Kong Jr. Now, yeah, I, I think that's the best explanation. I think a lot of people think it's the best explanation. I know some people hold fast and true to know the modern Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr.'s son. I don't think that really adds up when you look at various factors, not the least of which that all the material state the Cranky raised the modern Donkey Kong. So if the modern Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr.'s son, what you're saying is Donkey Kong Jr. sired a child... And then something happened to him. Something dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> at best, he's dead or he's just missing. Yeah, at best. He, like, he, he went he went hiking in the wilderness in Vine Valley and he never came back. Um, his cell phone w- was found in his car, but but he was never, he was oh, never tracked no. down. But 
you know, at worst, then he skipped town. He, like, had a child, gave it to Cranky and Wrinkly, and was like, uh, yo, I'm out of here. I uh, he drove See, off. Yeah, I'll be... I'll be back when you need uh, someone in Mario Kart. Yeah, and, and they, uh, they they never called him back because, uh, you know, they had Diddy by that point. They they pulled a time-displaced version of him from, uh, from the <laughs> chest of time, but they didn't, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's just simpler and cleaner to say that, yes, Cranky Kong has been stated to be Donkey Kong's grandfather. He's also been stated to be Donkey Kong's father. So I think it just makes the most sense, all things considered, that he is his biological grandfather who raised him as a son. He is, in fact, Donkey Kong Jr. There is a missing generation, that, and, and maybe they are the deadbeat. Maybe they uh, went missing but it doesn't really matter because they've never been an actual character. Fuck them. They they might make a great <laughs> plot point later on, like Donkey Kong wants to meet his true father or mother and and seeks them out, and turns out they're 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 just awful. You know, they're they're just uh, maybe they're Kremlin symp- sympathizers. Maybe they're like uh, I, I don't know. Like they've uh, like they're they're Tiki Tech tribe revivalists. There's just something something evil about them. And Donkey Kong's like, I'm sorry, Cranky, you're my real dad. And they they hug it out, and then this emotional ending. Uh, it should be the plot for the next Donkey Kong game, actually. Nintendo, you can use that <laughs> for free. I won't sue. I, I I would like to voice a character in the game. We'll hash that out later. I'll do it for free. But, um... I, yeah, I, I, I like the idea that, uh... The modern Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, and it makes sense, because Donkey Kong Country established that he's a pre-established video game hero. And if that was his first game, that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. So anyway, um, Donkey Kong Jr. has a brother in Donkey Kong Jr. math. So if the modern Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr., what happened to his, uh, his, his pink brother? Wow. I have a feeling you have a theory. You know, considering I'm bringing it up in character witness Swanky Kong, <laughs> I think we can all figure out where I've been going with this. Yeah, like, I, I'm i not saying Swanky is Donkey Kong's brother as a canonical fact. It's a fan theory of mine. But... it It's just a fan thing that you really like. I really like it because I really like this idea that Donkey Kong has a either older or younger brother. Either one would kind of work. But somebody who's even more of a disappointment to Cranky than (laughs) Donkey himself is. Like, somebody who just totally eschewed the family business of being video game heroes and was like, nah, that lifestyle isn't for me. I want to be a quiz master. (laughs) (laughs) Just just somebody who is, like, more into polyester and uh, gold teeth. And uh, and and flash and showmanship over anything substantial like protecting the island that they call home. And, and I'm not faulting Swanky for that, if, if that is in fact Swanky's backstory. Because you gotta live your life. You, you've got to live to your true self. Whatever makes you happy, so long as you aren't bringing active pain to others. If you are living a life that brings you joy, you are not doing anything wrong. Right. Like, right. If, if you are being uh, 
racist or sexist or homophobic or transphobic, then you're not living your best life because you're bringing harm to others. But if you just like uh, hosting game shows, I don't see the problem with that. Yeah, I don't either. Like, especially when he gives out such wonderful prizes. He makes, he brings joy to other people's lives. He does. He he really does. He gives balloons. He gives bananas. Gives coins What sometimes. more could you want? I, I, I really can't tell you because that's all I want out of life right there. <laughs> so, yeah, like... I, it's it's funny because I didn't even know about Don Kyung Jr. math in 1995. In December 1995, I had no idea there was anything beyond Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. And I don't even know if I knew about Donkey Kong 3 back then, if I'm honest. Uh, like, Donkey Kong 3 was kind of esoteric back then. So I didn't have any of this, like, pink Donkey Kong Jr. nonsense to go off. I did believe the modern Donkey Kong uh, who had been around for a year at that point, what was literally the modern Donkey Kong at that point. Uh, I did believe he was Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, so I remember uh, getting on the phone with my friend Elliot that night. Uh, we were looking at our respective Nintendo powers, and we, we had to compare notes about Donkey Kong Country 2, because I didn't have a DK Vine back then. DK Vine was four years away, Dustin. Uh, th- oh, this was goodness. the... the, the Wildlands. This was, uh, we, we, we were just, uh, we, we had to get our Donkey Kong lore out in person. <laughs> we, we had, or, or the phone, like we had to compare notes and, and be like, you know, I'm sure someday I will be able to share this with the wider world. But now it's just two kids talking on their phones Friday night. Those 90s phones that work like clear pl- plastic. You could see through them. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Google clear 90s phone right now, Dustin. I'll wait for you. I want you to know what I was dialing on. Clear plastic phone. 90s phone. 90s. Google will know oh, what you're talking about. Yeah, I know those. Yeah, they had, I've seen those around. You know, they were corded phones, but yeah, it's like the, the kind of phone DJ Tanner used in Full House. Yeah, now I remember it. It's yeah. all coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was Friday night, the Friday before Dunk Country 2 came out, and I was like, uh, Elliot, I've got a theory about Swanky Kong. I didn't s- probably say it like that. I was like, so here's what I think about Swanky Kong, all right? I think he might be Donkey Kong's brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how did he react? He was like, oh, I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> He's like, okay. He was he was he was into it, but I don't think he was into it as much as I was into it. He was into it like seventy percent, where I was into it one hundred and two percent. You know, like right. He wasn't thinking about who who how swanky relates to everything. Uh, I I I like he really liked Donkey Kong the character, so I think he was still trying to process that Donkey Kong wouldn't be playable in this game. <laughs> where I related to Diddy Kong, so I was like, yeah, get that fucker out of here. No, I'm I'm jo- I, I I like Donkey Kong too. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> so, I guess Donkey Kong's cool. So yeah, I I like this idea that like yeah, while Donkey Kong is a disappointment to Cranky, S- Swanky is just on a whole other level. The fa- like Cranky can't even be disappointed with him because he stopped even thinking about it 
for his own sanity. I, I think there's a w- real like Prince William, Prince Harry dynamic here. If you think Donkey and Swanky are siblings, right? Uh, how's explain this to me? Well, one is the natural heir to the throne, right? Well, right, one is. Right probably going to be king one day or or the village chieftain or the jungle hero as i believe the games have defined them the other is the spare so uh what does the spare do that this the spare also train all of his life to be uh, an adventuring video game hero a platform star or does the spare just say, fuck this, I'm going to uh, go to Crocodile Isle and become a game show host? <laughs> he's he's free to do to follow his passion. So Swanky, in, in that aforementioned Nintendo Power, and then I'll stop talking about this issue of Nintendo Power, there were these Donkey Kong Country 2 trading cards in the back. And Swanky Kong got one. Swanky Kong got... His, uh, so, so they're all like posed, um, with, with like background. Swanky's on the Gangplank Galleon and he's got squawks with him for some reason. But, uh, Swanky has the character bio on the back. Yeah, I really like the font they use for his name. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 they're all of this font. Like, they, every, every right. character card had this font. But yes, it's a really, Something about seeing Swanky in particular, like them going out of their way to make an, a name plate for him. Yeah, it's it's this uh, sort of like purplish font with gold um, highlights uh, with with like a emboss over it. Uh, it's really classy. Really yeah, classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, would you like to read Nintendo Power's alleged biographical information for Swanky Call? I would love nothing more, Heil. All right. <clears throat> Swanky. <laughs> Height. Five foot six. Oh, he's as tall as I am. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a short Kong king. He's. A, oh, thank you for saying that after I, after I compared him to myself. I said king. <laughs> I, 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 That's I'm true. saying you're royalty, Dustin. Short King is now a <laughs> That's thing. That's what I like to hear. Short King Spring. I'm, <laughs> that's my favorite Donkey Kong Country stage. <laughs> uh, weight, 380 pounds. Uh, turn-ons, polyester, disco, plaid jackets, and his gold 77 Firebird. <laughs> so, th- this is like... Uh, this immediately, like, I, I think this little turn-on bit, and I love that Nintendo Power listed the turn-ons for your favorite Donkey Kong <laughs> Country 2 characters. <laughs> like, what gets them horny, baby? Uh, it's it's polyester, disco. That, that was very formative in my mind, because you have to keep in mind, the mid-90s were only 20 years after the height of disco, so Disco was still viewed... I think Disco was having this nostalgic comeback in the mid-90s um, among right. certain sectors. So, like, just just associating Swanky with Disco... Keep in mind, there's nothing in the games that says Swanky Kong likes disco music. <laughs> However, because I read this before I was introduced 
too swanky in the game. And because I actually viewed Nintendo Power as this authoritative source, because it was Nintendo Power, why would they steer me wrong? I, I, I made the association, yes, swanky loves disco music. And it's still something I think could be true. You know, why wouldn't he like disco? But, uh, well, what actually speaks to me more nowadays is the gold 77 Firebird. Uh, <laughs> because I can just picture Swanky Kong, like, uh, wa- washing it, like, wiping it down in his driveway some Saturday afternoon, like, sh- completely shirtless. Like, yeah, check out this beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Want to listen to her purr? This thing's worth more than your life. <laughs> What are Swanky's turnoffs? What makes him uh, retreat? What what makes him flaccid? His turnoffs are sushi. What? Heavy metal. Oh, heavy metal or grunge music. He doesn't like grunge music, which, granted, this was 1995, so this was still, like, the height of grunge. Um, right, and he is so over it. Swanky's a bit of a uh, a retro uh, keech sort of thing, you know. He he likes uh, he he likes campy things a little bit more, and so like grunge or things that are aggressive. He doesn't really like. He likes things that are sexual that that will make <laughs> you sweat, but he doesn't like things that will remind you of your pain. Like sushi. Well, yeah, the sushi thing's weird. Like, what does sushi have to do with anything? I don't really associate somebody who is of, like, the John Travolta Saturday Night Fever sort of mold as somebody who's like, sushi, no thanks. Right, like, I, I read his his Gold 77 Firebird, and I'm like, yes, uh, you just pulled that out of the blue but i can totally buy that it seems like a car swanky would have yeah but like i i don't look at him and think you know what that looks like a guy who does not like sushi no sir right i i I have to question the wisdom of nintendo power because i view swanky based off of everything i learned from his turn-ons as at the very least being of a certain cosmopolitan mindset right like right he, he, at the very least, maybe has no opinion on sushi, but it doesn't tell me what he likes to eat. Otherwise, it just tells me he doesn't like sushi. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very glad Nintendo Power uh, posted these. I have a date with Swanky later, and this is going to work out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, don't take him to a sushi restaurant. No Pearl Jam <laughs> tickets, please. <laughs> uh, maybe I can sell these on eBay. Yeah. Uh, what's his favorite quote, according to Nintendo Power? Which, by the way, <laughs> favorite quote? Like, who has... Oh, let me tell you my favorite quote, which is, I guess, my own quote. Like, let me tell you the favorite thing I say. Right. Like, th- this isn't even something he says in the game. No, This isn't like he's going around... This isn't like a catchphrase or something, but it says his favorite quote is, I'll take jungle trivia for 1,000. 1,000 what? Banana coins? It says dollars here. Like, Yeah, they don't have dollars. No, they don't. They have banana coins or bear coins. They don't have dollars. Yeah, he... <laughs> I, he probably just likes the sound of it. 
Yeah, it's stupid. And this is where I start getting off board with Nintendo Power. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is where I I didn't draw the line at his turn-ons and turn-offs. Favorite quote is where I'm drawing the line. So this was 1995, and apparently favorite video is something that people had. Like, favorite VHS tape is, is what they mean. Uh, but nobody called them VHS tapes after, uh, like, Betamax collapsed, but before DVDs. It was just videos. Videos. What's your favorite video, little boy? What's your favorite video, little girl? <laughs> oh, it's the Little Mermaid? Here's the Little Mermaid on video. Here's a video. Uh, this is so dated. Jesus. <laughs> right. Well, if someone were to obnoxiously get up in Swanky's face and ask, what's your favorite video? He would say, well, my favorite video is 100 Ways to Meet Girls. Right. So that. Oh, OK. So I feel like that's not a real video, but that is probably closely hewing to a video that surely existed at one point, like the, the height of VHS, which was probably the early nineties in, into the mid nineties. Uh, DVDs came in the late nineties, but it took a couple years for them to sort of mainstream to become the standard format. But at, at the height of VHS, there, there was definitely this um, cash grab mentality where like, the future of marketing is on VHS, is on video. We we need a we need like uh, videos that we can sell to people. Get rich quick schemes. Call one eight hundred blah 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 and order our video. And uh, yeah, like like self esteem videos or like this this is like in the realm of those sleazy like pickup artist books that that were popular in the aughts. Um, right, which, which are kind of like viewed rightfully as sort of skeevy now. Like I, I you know, I, I, I'm a sex positive guy. Like uh, have at it, you fornicators. But uh, there, there's something creepy about this. Like 100 ways to meet girls. Now, granted, it doesn't say 100 ways to seduce girls. 100 ways to get girls in your bed, guaranteed. It's just to meet them. You know, you know, for, for right. Uh, whatever reason, and then whatever happens, it's more friendly. Whatever happens, happens. If sparks fly, great. But uh, there, there's, you know, more implied consent in this than tricking, tricking, tricking women into uh, under the sheets chicanery. But I think that this also made an impression on me. This favorite video up for Swanky, according to Nintendo Power, because it really did make me think he's at the very least a wannabe Lothario, somebody who. He fancies himself at the very least a ladies man and um, right i like the idea that uh he would it, it kind of adds a layer of uh i guess patheticness might be the right word right in that like he 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 puts himself out there he's this uh big flashy game show host but he still has trouble meeting the girls <laughs> so you know combining all of that that we've already read it really does just conjure images even if you're a kid a sheltered child you still pretty much know this archetype uh, of this guy drenched in cologne probably uh somebody who is just obnoxious uh and like you know because 
you you probably wa- have watched enough sitcoms of that era to to know what this guy is about. Even if right, you know the Nintendo Power is kind of skirting around some of the the more uh, scintillating details here. <laughs> now we we know he likes disco. We know he hates grunge and heavy metal. What is his favorite song, though, according to Nintendo Power? Well, Swanky's favorite song, according to Nintendo Power, is My Way. My Way by Frank Sinatra. Which, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, that, that doesn't Sinatra? strike me as something that would be his favorite song. I, I could see him listening to it, though. Like, maybe Mafia Kong or something. Like, But, but <laughs> Swanky... Would would like the Bee Gees? Swanky would like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Swanky like Frank Sinatra? No, really. Even out of the Rat Pack, I would say Sammy Davis Jr. would hue more closely. Swanky Kong. Maybe it's not so much the style. Maybe it's more the message. Yeah, maybe I, it's I, just a message. Swanky can. I did by. it my way. My dad wanted me to be a video game hero, and I said later, pops. And I went to Crocodile Isle. <laughs> post quiz shows that's a life for me yeah yeah uh and then tips and secrets aren't as fun because these are actually relevant to the game itself so i'll, I'll read this i'll spare you the pain of this dustin oh thank you so much uh, i was i would have left if you made <laughs> i know i could i i i see you put it on your coat and hat and i was like oh wait wait <laughs> hold on i had my suitcase packed yeah which is weird because you know why did you bring a suitcase? Swanky's um, free and one banana coin games are pretty easy, and you'll get at least one extra life if you win. You can win each game only once. Wow, that riveting stuff. It's it's absolutely just the the best paragraph ever constructed. And when I say paragraph, I mean it's like, Two sentences, but all right. So <laughs> Swanky Kong in Donkey Kong Country 2, of course, hosts Swanky's Bonus Bonanza, which isn't just the name of his Kong helper stop. It is the name of his game show that it airs on. I, I, I assume it's broadcast across the Rare Archipelago, but it's filmed across various studios on Crocodile Isle. So... You know, maybe maybe it's like a KTV or or something uh, that's broadcast out of Crocodile. I'm sure they could watch it on the Isle of Hags. I'm sure Conquer can pick it up in Willow Woods. You know, uh, right? Probably, probably probably has far reach, but uh, it's native to Crocodile Isle, and it, it's worth pointing out though. Like Swanky does seem to live on Crocodile Isle, which is why we never saw Swanky in Donkey Kong Country. However, in the Game Boy Advance remake of Donkey Kong Country 2, after Donkey Kong gets captured, various Kongs come together on the Congo beach to study the crime scene. And they're like, well, what do we do? And among those Kongs are Wrinkly and Swanky, who at this point, Wrinkly is off on Crocodile Isle teaching the Kremlin children, kind of like a, an outreach program, right? And Swanky, of course, is hosting the uh, Bonus Bonanza. Now, I don't think it 
takes much effort for them to come over to, from Crocodile Isle to Donkey Kong Island, especially if, hey, Donkey Kong is missing. He's apparently been kidnapped. So they all meet on the Congo Beach. But Swanky does come over to Donkey Kong Island. And in fact, interestingly enough, uh, outside of that spirit battle in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, this is the one time we ever see Swanky set foot on Donkey Kong Island. Oh my goodness! It's 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 a it's history in the making. Yeah, it's like Neil Armstrong on the moon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they 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 all meet and they're like, well, what 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 do we do? What do we do? And then Diddy's like, I'll rescue him. Fine, I'll do it. And Dixie's like, oh no, you don't. Not alone. Anyway, um, so Swanky's there. So he did come over, and I guess that's where he was. He got the idea. Hey, while you're over here, I could have you, Diddy, and you, Dixie as contestants on my bonus bonanza and then that way you know if you win prizes you, you you win life balloons then hey that's helping you out and i'm helping out donkey kong right you scratch my back i scratch yours think of the ratings <laughs> so yeah swanky's bonus bonanza there is a studio uh on uh, in, in in every region of crocodile isle save for the flying croc which isn't really a region so much as a mess of brambles that uh, K. Roll flew through, and uh, the Lost World. There's there's no studio in the Lost World. There there is a studio in the Gangplank Galleon world, and it's not clear on the Super Nintendo version. But if you play the Game Boy Advance version, you can see that the studio isn't actually on the Gangplank Galleon. So it's uh, the the maps. It gives you a different perspective of the map screen in the Game Boy Advance version, and right. Uh, and the Game Boy Advance version does show the shape of the studio as well. It looks like a barrel. Uh, it looks like a big old <laughs> Of course. Barrel. Yeah, of course. Like, a lot of, lot of buildings uh, on Donkey Kong Island and Crocodile Isle happen to look like barrels. But, um, yeah, the, the bonus Bonanza studio. So, in, in Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Super Nintendo... Uh, of course, we only see one room of it, like the the show floor where you got the big flashing bonus sign up on the the bamboo. Uh, there's like bamboo um, stalks that um, they, this this like twinkling bonus sign is uh, built across, and then you have the three prize barrels for game one, game two, and game three. And if you win game one, you get a you get a balloon out of that. You win game two, you get a balloon out of that. You win game three, you get a balloon out of that. So uh, it's exciting. It's riveting. But I, I also really like how you can see a giant banana from Donkey Kong's horde is in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you think DK just let him have it, help him out, help a brother out? Maybe. Or maybe he just took it. When he was uh, on Donkey Kong <laughs> Island. He's like, he's not going to need all these bananas. You know, he's these will go bad by the time that he gets rescued. Maybe I'll just take <laughs> one for each studio. One giant banana for each studio. It's set I'm dressing. doing him a favor. Yeah, and then maybe I can eat it at the end of shooting. <laughs> uh, I love that. That's his, that's his little reward for himself. Yeah, this little treat. Little, little swanky gets a treat. <laughs> We've also got the life balloons for Donkey Kong that don't appear anywhere in Donkey Kong Country except for this little cameo appearance here. 
uh, the the red, green, and blue Donkey Kong balloons, which is a nice little touch that he has those as yeah. well. Because uh, he gives Diddy the Diddy balloons, but we do know yeah, that but these ones will work well as set dressing. Well, yeah, and we do know that life balloons can exist, uh, at, like independent of the like main adventure in Kong. Uh, because in Donkey Kong Land Three, Dixie actually gets Diddy life balloons. There are no there are no Dixie life balloons in Donkey Kong Land Three. There are Diddy life balloons, which I always took to mean that Diddy and Donkey Kong were close by, also looking for the Lost World. And Diddy was just overriding Dixie's own life balloon, so they were taking the shape of his head. And he, she was like, oh, man. Sure, why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, you know, Swanky... We're not gonna like, we're not we're not gonna read all the trivia questions here because that would be stupid podcasting. That would be boring. But there are see, st- I was I'm I'm glad I was a little worried going into like a minute before we started. I was like, oh shit, am I gonna have to know all of these questions? Yeah, I'm gonna quiz you, Dustin. I'm gonna quiz you on every oh, swing. Boy, there's question. homework involved. No, no. Uh, there there are a couple worth mentioning because I love that the very first. Uh, question Swanky asks you in Donkey Kong Country 2 is what is my name? <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, maybe you're not paying it. Maybe Diddy and Dixie don't really know who this guy is. Maybe they're not right. really paying attention even though they're on Swanky's bonus bonanza. But anyway, yeah, w- what is my name? And and the choices are Swanky, Wonky, or Stinky. <laughs> Stinky Kong, my favorite. I, I like that that Swanky put that in there. He's like, well, clearly they're not going to pick Stinky because I smell so sweet. <laughs> Stinky is is the exact opposite of the kind of Kong I am. Yeah, and Wonky just implies like something's off with him. <laughs> oh man, I want to see a Wonky Kong. I always said wonky. I didn't always say this. I I didn't say this when I was two, but I maintain that Wonky Kong. If they ever like fully jumped the shark and had Wario iterations of Donkey Kong and friends, Wonky Kong would be the perfect <laughs> Wario <laughs> analog for Donkey Kong. I love that he's not, like not even like an evil Donkey Kong. He's more just kind of like confused, confused, not sure what's going on. Yeah, drooling a little bit, <laughs> pissing everywhere. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, now you made me upset. He doesn't exist, and I can't play as him in Mario Kart right now. I I, I, I can imagine him like he, he sucks on his big toe, and he's got like one really long. Uh, toenail on the other foot just just oh my goodness really long yellowed flaking toenail yeah but we love them all the same yeah wonky kong wk wk is here <laughs> there's also a, a a very lore important question uh it, that 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 swanky asked and uh that is what is the name of the trendy surfing kong who operates his barrel flights. Would you like to read the three choices Swanky gives you? I would love to. So choice A, Cranky. Choice B is Chunky. What? And what? The Chunky? 
And then choice C is funky. Yeah, yeah. And it's clearly funky. And Cranky was, at the time, the only other Kong in there that, you know, you might know of. Yet, the first time Chunky Kong is mentioned in Donkey Kong lore is as a wrong answer in Swanky's bonus bonanza, which, of course, Chunky Kong then became a real Kong in 1999 in Donkey Kong 64. And so the right, question So there's there's hope for Wonky yet. There's there's hope for Wonky, there's hope for Stinky, Stinky Kong. <laughs> Cross your fingers for Stinky Kong everybody. Write those letters to Nintendo that we want to see Stinky Kong. Hey, if we can get K Rule and Smash, we can make this happen. You know, I think the thing to do would be to make your letters really stinky. Really, <laughs> really, really get the point across. Let's let's bring the stink to Nintendo. Stink it up. <laughs> Bring that stink hashtag stink it up. <laughs> I really love this little bit. And, and I don't know how intentional this was. I don't know if anybody on the DK64 team said, like, went back through the through the notes, through through the archives and said, you know, we mentioned a chunky Kong in Donkey Kong Country 2. What if we applied that character? to this character who's kind of chunky i think it's just chunky is sort of an obvious uh name when you're going for the blanky naming convention and you know we already had tiny so what's what's the reverse of tiny uh fatty kong no that's (laughs) that's that's mean that's derogatory it's dispiriting we we don't we don't want fatty kong um what about Chunky Kong? Because Chunky uh, isn't isn't really an insult. It's it's it's. I mean, it could be, but it's more of a it's more of a, just a descriptor. Something is chunky. That can be good, nice and chunky. Uh, yeah, so, it's fun to say. So I think it was probably a coincidence. But the fact this is this is the beauty of Donkey Kong lore, Dustin, is that so much of it is accidental. But so much of it lines up like this, where, yeah, Chunky Kong is first mentioned in Donkey Kong Country 2. And then we later met him four years later in Donkey Kong 64. Uh, There's a payoff. It doesn't matter if it was planned or not. It happened. That's pretty cool. And that also implies that Swanky knows of Chunky Kong. And I want to know what that story is. I want to know (laughs) how Chunky came to know Swanky at this point in the timeline, because this is before Kitty Kong goes on an adventure, uh, you know, with the Kongs. This is before uh, Chunky goes on his first adventure with the Kongs. How does Chunky know Swanky? Was Chunky a contestant on the bonus bonanza at some point prior to this? Maybe he's Swanky's biggest fan. He never misses a show. He wrote letters to Swanky saying... (laughs) <laughs> Deal, Mr. Swanky, because he was a little kid at this point. He was like, right, of course. Deal, Mr. Swanky, I never miss your show. I love it so much when the balloon pops out of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I would love nothing more than to be a wrong answer on your show. Love you forever, Chunky. And he made that child's wish come true. He did. What a guy. He did. You know what? I know we said the Swanky Kong seemed like kind of a creep. I think this completely changes the equation. I think like Swanky Kong is basically like like one of those make-a-wish celebrities. He's like Shaquille O'Neal 
That's exactly what child I was thinking. In the hospital, like John Cena. Right. He he grants these kids wishes by visit. You get a visit from Swanky Kong. But you know, unlike John Cena, I can see you, Swanky. I see your heart. I see how large your heart is. You can't hide it behind that polyester. <laughs> it, it it turns out he's a, he's a very sensitive gorilla. You know, he likes bringing entertainment and joy to people. And while there might be a little bit of narcissism in that, because, ooh, look at me, I'm the center of attention. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. I think he does like bringing joy to people. I, I do think that is an actual aspect of Swanky, especially where his character goes after this. But before right. we get there, I do want to quibble over something. I, I, I want to hash it out with you, Dustin, because this is the grand question when it comes to Swanky, or rather when it comes to Swanky's design. In oh, I'd, Do- I'd love to hash it out. In Donkey Kong Country 2. So his, his jacket, his, his plaid, like, 70s, like, uh, Don Knotts and Three's Company jacket that 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 he wears is universal between his in-game model and his promotional character render the rings on his finger they carry over the golden teeth he's got they carry over everything is there on the render as is on the game model except for one little detail that Back in the day, back on our blurry-ass non-HD TVs, our tube TVs. TVs were made with tubes back then. (laughs) It was hard to actually discern if this was actually what we were seeing or not. Nowadays, we we have crystal clear 1080p or higher resolution crisp images of Donkey Kong Country 2, and we can clearly see it's there. There is some sort of ratty, greasy toupee on Swanky Kong's head. And when I say it's a toupee, I come to that conclusion because his render does not have this. This is only on his in-game model. It's like matted black hair that looks like it's thinning, or it it doesn't look full. It, It looks... It it looks like some sort of porcupine died on his head. <laughs> yeah, um, I I never even really thought about it until you brought it up. I just assumed it was just supposed to be how his render looked, and that was the best they could pull off on the actual system. But uh, boy, yeah, just it doesn't even look like his hair in the render, does it? Well, no, like on the render, he's got like a poofed up fur. On, yeah, you on, know what his you know what his render always reminded me of is yeah. uh, '90s Howie Mandel. '90s Howie Mandel. Now '90s Howie Mandel was '90s Howie Mandel wearing a toupee because Howie Mandel all of a sudden just became a bald man overnight. Right. Uh, I don't recall him wearing a toupee, but but uh, I'm saying it, like I don't I don't remember Howie Mandel balding. All of a sudden, Howie Mandel just was bald. I was like, yeah, how did that happened, Howie Mandel. Why do you lose your uh, classic swanky Kong hair? Yeah, uh, so he's, he's got like a blow-dried fur look on the render, which is how I mostly associate him. But yeah, in the game, and especially in the Game Boy Advance version where the contrast was just turned up, everything was brighter. 
on the Game Boy Advance version, you can really see it there. And you're like, yeah. oh my god, it's hideous. <laughs> oh, get that out of here. So I, I do think it's supposed to be a toupee. And even though the Super Mario Brothers movie isn't canon per se, I think it we, we can draw some conclusions from Nintendo's intent and and what how they may view Swanky and the president. So looking at that poster, look at, looking at that art asset of Swanky Kong, that you know, very small image, but we can at the very least see he's not wearing a toupee. There, he they've actually kind of split the difference. They they've uh, they've kept him styling just the fur on his head, as most um, male Kongs just just have the fur atop their head. They they don't right. have any um like uh, actual like weird human hair. Um, I uh, Jungle Beat Kongs kind of get away from this a little bit, but so Swanky like he he's uh he's swooped up his fur as like a pompadour. Um, so it, it's it's like even beyond the blow dried render look, but it it it's like he doesn't need the toupee because he's got a nice thick head of fur and he can just do whatever he wants with that and and he doesn't need to be wearing a toupee i could see why video game swanky would want the toupee though because he's a game show host and he's got to fit the image and he, he just wants jet black hair and uh he doesn't have right. that so he wears a toupee he wears a toupee like maybe howie mandel did we don't know we don't right. know. He has to. Li- I feel like he has to live his truth i think the the blow-dried fur and the render looks great yeah, I, I I could see him meeting at least ninety eight girls like that, ninety nine girls maybe. He's not going to meet anywhere <laughs> close to hundred girls with his toupee. That's true. That's it, it, he, I I feel like he just needs to learn to be himself. Exactly. Uh, maybe he'll listen to this and he'll accept that. I think he's he's put away the toupee. I think the toupee probably sank with Crocodile Isle. <laughs> he that that was his arc in the whole game at the end of the you don't see it but i just imagine off screen when crocodile isle goes down into the waters he he takes one look at his at his horrible toupee and says i don't need you anymore and tosses it in yeah what what they should have done is you know k rule sails away and go you know does this little laughter and you know eventually the the sound effects and the violent shaking reset if you keep keep it on that that beautiful ending scene of DKC2. If you keep it on long enough, like the sound effects reset and you're like, ah. But what what they should have done somehow is maybe like 40 minutes in, maybe 70 minutes in, maybe like seven <laughs> hours in, all of a sudden you just see that toupee floating across the screen <laughs> that's the payoff you get swanky's arc finally go- comes full circle when you wait that extra seven hours so i mentioned that the toupee was more visible in the game boy advance version and the contrast was just turned way up so swanky's bonus bonanza the interior got a bit of a, a redesign uh in the game boy advance version now the layout of the actual like prize room that we see in the Super Nintendo version, it's basically the same, but they did change the color scheme uh, of quite a bit. Now it's it's much more visibly a, a barrel here, but um, the you you don't see any of the bamboo, 
And uh, like the the prize barrels, they no longer say one, two, and three. They now have banana coins on there. One banana coin, two banana coins, three banana coins. And they're color-coded red, green, or blue for, uh, you know, the, the, the balloons you get from them. And, and there are these big old stars on the floor and, uh, and, and on the walls. And we actually see the cameras. We actually see the cameras uh, shooting the different angles of the bonus bonanza. Now, I can squint, Dustin, and I can pretend like this is the same room and that this is just what the room looks like with a whole lot of lighting and and maybe there's different like leds that cut like illuminate the 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 prize barrels that make them look different and uh you know maybe the 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 giant banana and the other life balloons just weren't on set at this point in time uh you know dk vine stance is that the super nintendo versions will always outclass the game boy advance remakes when it comes to canon but the game boy advance versions are canonical we 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 can discern from them canon so both versions are true we just have to figure out how they align with each other uh so we'll just squint you just squint you just squint make it work however there is a another side to the studio that we never saw on the super nintendo And this is this big screen where the questions come up, presumably for the audience's sake, maybe the studio audience's sake, or the the at-home audience, they can see this. But this is uh, something completely different. And who is this other Kong who is pointing at the questions? Why, that looks like uh, Candy Kong herself. Right, so... Donkey Kong Country 2 for the Game Boy Advance did something interesting. It accounted for every missing character at that point. So, Donkey Kong Country 2 famously sidelined Candy Kong. Didn't have her in the game. Didn't even bring her up in the story. It also uh, had no reference to Espresso, the ostrich. And Winky was only featured in a small background cameo in the Monkey Museum that, you know, some argue is actually Winky, some argue is just a Winky statue. Uh, The Game Boy Advance version not only brought in Expresso for this whole new minigame, Expresso Racing, where you race Kremlin-owned ostriches in the underground ostrich races of Crocodile Isle. Not making this (laughs) up, this is actually a thing in the game. And Winky is actually now animated in the background of Cranky, Cranky's place. So you can actually see him jumping around. No more argument there. But they also brought in Candy Kong to act as the Vanna White-like figure in Swanky's Bonus Bonanza. Which I can understand why they did this. Because they, they have the opportunity. Hey, fans will love that we finally explain where all these characters were in Donkey Kong Country 2. My problem right. is... Is this what Candy Kong would be doing with her boyfriend abducted, being tortured at the hands of K. Rule? Would she really say, yeah, I'll come along to Crocodile Isle if I can be on TV? <laughs> I guess it's 
better than not doing anything. I mean, I, I like that Candy is there. I like that it gives her another game appearance, at least. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, like, I, I don't really have an issue with it, but it, it is funny to me, like... For, from 1995 to 2004, it was just my idea that Candy was just emotionally devastated by this, and she would have right. been no help. Right. She wasn't there because she was so distraught over Donkey Kong's uh, well-being. Like, there had to be some reason why Wrinkly took over saving duties. And, and maybe that, like, writes off Candy too much. Oh, she was she, she she's too emotional. She couldn't be there. Like, maybe that doesn't do her give her enough credit, but... To say, oh, no, no, she was there as Swanky's lovely assistant. Like, uh, like what? Uh, okay. Like, maybe, maybe this was, uh, like, maybe the, I, in, in my in my brain, right? This, this was offered by Swanky on the beach. Like, we didn't see Candy on the beach. She was just off screen. And, and Swanky was like, Candy was like, I'll come along, but I don't know what use I'll be. I, I just, I just can't focus on anything right now. And Swanky was like, "I'll, you know, you you can hang out in my studio. You you can be uh, my assistant. She is sick for the week, like Vanna Kong or whatever. You know, maybe, maybe she she had the flu or whatever. It was cold and flu <laughs> season after all. Um, right, December ninety five. So, uh, yeah. So so Candy uh, helped out in the final days of the bonus bonanza, being being the assistant, pointing at the questions." And uh, <laughs> she she was there getting updates on Donkey Kong's situation from Diddy and Dixie. So she, it, it, it helped her to tag along, even if she couldn't participate. Right. I, I like that. She gets to be uh, filled in on what the situation is, uh, while also uh, helping them out in a way. You know, she's pointing at the questions. But, of course, given... I have this lecherous image of Swanky in my mind. I was like, was he just trying to like move in on Donkey's girl while Donkey was literally oh, no. tied up? I don't think he was. I don't think anything happened there. And, and maybe that's just because I ship Candy and Funky. And if Candy was going to go for anyone else, it would be Funky Kong. But Right. Swanky's third on that list. <laughs> yeah, it's just... It's just kind of weird, you know, and, and uh, whatever. Uh... He, he he wasn't gonna like make any moves on her in that greasy toupee though. So right, yeah. So yeah, uh, Swanky's bonus bonanza. So Swanky, the big shot game show host. It's all well and good, but then of course, as we already alluded to, Crocodile Isle sort of blew up at the end of Donkey Kong Country Two, and it sank to the bottom of the ocean. Sort of, yeah. Sort a of. Bit. I mean, in that it completely <laughs> happened. <laughs> and uh, so that means that all of Swanky's studios, uh, all of these TV studios that he filmed out of, I would imagine he filmed out of all these different TV studios because he would bounce around like Swanky's bonus bonanza will be in uh, Cram Key next week. Get your tickets. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, he, he would just bounce back and forth between the different KTV studios or whatever. And uh, so then Crocodile Isle sank. That channel was no more. And Swanky was suddenly off the air. And, and maybe they had, you know, the full rights to Swanky's bonus bonanza. And, and now it was just, like, up in the air. He, he was off TV. And so what happened with Swanky post-Donkey Kong Country 2, but pre-Donkey Kong Country 3? What was this lost year for Swanky Kong actually like? Because he wasn't in Donkey Kong Land 2. 
he, he didn't make an appearance in Dunkin' Lane 2. He didn't show up. Like, Wrinkly was in Dunkin' Lane 2. Funky was in Dunkin' Lane 2. Clubba was in Donkey Kong Land 2. Cranky and Swanky set that one out. Oh, that that's crazy that they would uh, boot Cranky. Crank- Sw- Swanky, I get. Well, Cranky was never in any Donkey Kong Land game. Right. Like, Cranky was, of course, an integral part of the story for the original Donkey Kong Land. He was the instigator. But physically, he's not there. Physically, he never showed up. And a picture of Cranky is hanging in Wrinkly's Refuge in Donkey Kong Land 3. But that's it, as far as Cranky in the Donkey Kong Land games go. But... Yeah, Cr- Cranky and Swanky sat that one out. And I think for Swanky, it's like, what's what's Swanky going to do? All of his studios are waterlogged or obliterated. And he's not going to go back on the air. Um, now that Crocodile Isle is magically back for uh, like a week. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's done. His show is canceled. So I, I like to imagine in my head, and this was actually my headcanon in early 1996 through November, until November of that year, my headcanon was that Swanky Kong was crashing with Cranky and Wrinkly in Cranky's cabin. Like, he he was in the guest bedroom. I love that. There's just no reason for you to see him, but he he's there, don't worry. He had nowhere to go. He, he was suddenly homeless. He didn't have a job. So, you know, even even if you don't think that Swanky is, is Cranky and Wrinkly's grandson or you know raised as a second son or whatever then yeah like uh, we would have to be staying with somebody right why not stay with cranky and wrinkly that would explain (laughs) the later relationship he strikes up with cranky so you know maybe they rebonded during this time maybe they uh they finally had a heart to heart and they're like look look dad i know you're disappointed in me I know you don't like what I made of my life, but it's my life, damn it. I can never be you. I just have to be the <laughs> best me that I can be. And Cranky was like, damn it, come here. And they hugged. That's beautiful. I wish we got to see it. But you painted such a vivid picture of it. I still hold out hope for midquels. I, I, I want there to be midquels where we can see these high emotional arcs that I have only imagined come to life. Now, it's never going to be as good as my imagination, so maybe I should, you know, should, should not make these wishes. I only have three. I shouldn't waste them on silly things like this. But, uh, yeah, you know, it'd be nice to see. Anyway, so was Swanky trying to get a new TV show during this time? Actually, we do have some lore in this department. And this lore came <gasps> not from Nintendo Power this time. It came from a more authoritative source when it comes to the DKU. It came from Lee Loveday on the vintage rare website, Rare Where. This is the character biography for Swanky Kong on the Donkey Kong Country trilogy page that you could once find on Rare's website. So... Swanky Kong appears in DKC 2, 3. 
The second I'm with ra- them so far. Yeah, yeah. So far it's completely accurate. <laughs> the second great entrepreneur of the Kong family alongside Funky. Swanky has aimed for a career in showbiz since being bitten by the game show bug further back than he can remember. This is already aligning with some of my own headcanon. His original bonus bonanza trivia quiz proved popular, but led to allegations of favoritism regarding Dixie and Diddy, prompting Swanky to branch out and tour the surrounding lands with a new sideshow featuring a triumphant Cranky as defending champion. Despite his love of competition, Swanky is a generous soul and, true to tradition, never lets anyone walk away empty-handed. That makes Swanky such a, a much more likable character. Even if you lose his games, guess what? You're getting something. Yeah, that was a lot more generous of a biography than he wants to fuck. <laughs> yeah, how, how to talk to girls 101. Yeah, S- Swanky turns up his n- nose at traditional Japanese cuisine. Hates Kurt <laughs> Cobain and Eddie Vedder. And he likes to get his dipstick greased. And by that, I mean his Firebird 77. That's true. But here, Rare really gave him, he, they make him out to be a saint. Uh, well, not a saint so much, but they do give him <laughs> redeeming qualities. And that, that, right. was, that, that, that was the heart of Rare, where Rare could be super, like, uh, cynical and, uh, you know, j- just just write something off as a joke. But underneath it all, there would be a true soul to it. And wh- did, did you catch this little bit, though, Dustin, about what happened to the bonus bonanza other than it, you know, sinking in the ocean? Oh, I caught this bit all right. Allegations of favoritism regarding Dixie and Diddy, which which is what prompted him to branch out in Swanky Sideshow, because if you read between the lines, he couldn't get another TV show. No networks would hire him because there is a scandal involving the final days of the bonus bonanza. Yes, oh, it was man. it was Swanky's idea to have Diddy and Dixie on the show to help them out. And Diddy and Dixie answered the questions themselves. Like Swanky never like cheated for them. Right. He never like whispered the answers to them. But the appearance was there of impropriety. Like it the the um the quiz show scandal of of the fifties. I don't know if you're familiar with this. This is an actual thing. If, if I'm you, not if, at all. Yeah, if you look it up, where where producers gave certain contestants the answers, contestants who were popular with viewers, and it was this huge scandal in the early days of television, and the same fate befell Swanky, and he ha- he was blacklisted from television across the rare archipelago. Maybe if he went to the Mushroom Kingdom. Once that warp pipe access, you know, be opened up in 1999 or whenever, maybe then he could have, you know, gotten on Mushroom Kingdom TV. But Swanky chose a different route. Swanky was like, I'm never getting back on TV. This is before the internet was in every household. This is before YouTube, a decade before YouTube. Like, Swanky couldn't just go into business for himself, uh, you know, become a Twitch streamer or something. 
Swanky was out of options, and I'm sure like he he wanted to get off of the the spare bedroom of, of Cranky and Wrinkly. So Swanky decided to take his love uh, of showmanship, take that generous soul that Lee Loveday described, and take it on the road with a traveling sideshow. I, I think this is what makes me really like uh, your theory of him being uh, Cranky's son. I like the idea of this uh, sideshow being a family business, saying, hey, Dad, want to be part of this? We can travel around. Uh, you can show everyone how good you are at hitting uh, bullseyes. Yeah, so I had this theory, of course, uh, about Swanky being Donkey Kong's brother uh, 11 months before I knew anything about Swanky's sideshow. But... Swanky's sideshow, in my mind, really cemented this relationship between Swanky and Cranky. Yeah. Because Cranky has this weird role in DKC3 where he is kind of pushed to the sidelines a little bit. Because Donkey Kong Country 3 has, has Wrinkly running the saving in Wrinkly Save Cave. Funky is still, you know, renting out vehicles. Um, but... Other than that, it's really the Brothers Bear who who take over the role of, of like Kong helpers and um, the giving movers, hints. the movers and shakers, right? And yeah. and so because the Brothers Bear would give you so many hints from Bazaar to Blunder, then what what, what does Cranky do? Because Cranky can't just you know tread that same territory, so they moved Cranky into a different role as being your opponent in Swanky's sideshow. Swanky's sideshow. And Swanky's sideshow is his is his new game, and Swanky reinvents himself, right? So right. gone is the, the plaid jacket of the game show host. Now he's adorned in this resplendent yellow vest, and uh, really shows off his his uh, tits. <laughs> yeah, he he's uh, personally. I think this is my preferred design for Swanky. The the one in DKC two is good, but just something about this one feels uh, it, it it really works for him in my eyes. Well, maybe okay. it's the shoes. Maybe, maybe it's just having like pants and shoes kind of separates him from DK a little more. He, he's got like, what are the, he, he's dressed like Mr. Peanut almost. <laughs> he, he's got the cane. He's got the vanity cane. He's still got the rings. He's still got he's the gold teeth. He's still got the tooth. But he's got the little, uh, he's got the little like cabaret hat, like cabaret top hat. He's got the, um, the, the shoes that look like, uh, what, what are even these shoes? I, I don't even know how to describe these shoes. They're they're very evocative of something. I don't know what. Uh, they're spats. Okay. I don't know shoes. I believe. I don't know shoes, Dustin. I like bare feet. I like wiggling toes. <laughs> so shoes. Yeah, who doesn't? Shoes frighten me, but and, and it's it's unusual for a Kong to be wearing shoes. Even Funky, who wore work boots in DKC three, eventually popped those bad boys off post buyout. So he he could he could wiggle the goods for everyone, uh, but but Swanky he yeah he he's got the tight pants. I mean he, he this is a tight, well fitted 
carnival barker suit he's got on. And I, I think, like, I like the game show design for the longest time. I think this one has eventually worn me down to be my preferred take on Swanky as well. Um, and I really like that the the design in in the art assets for the Super Mario Brothers movie took from this. He doesn't have the hat, yeah. but he's got he's got the vest. He's he, uh, like it's it's clearly his DKC three uh, clothing, just just kind of simplified a bit, just like Funky's mechanic garb was simplified post buyout. I like it. I, I like that this is potentially Swanky's look should he ever come back. Yeah, I I especially like it since it's I feel like it's even more rare to have DKC three get referenced than other things. Yeah. Like some things carry over, like you said, with uh Funky's design. But you know, like other than that and like K Rules jetpack in Smash, it's very little carries over. So I'd I'd be totally cool with if Swanky ever came back and this was his default design, I'd be cool with it. And he should come back, let's all be honest. Yeah. So Swanky's sideshow, it, it's a sideshow tent. And, and I I think the implication is there is no one set location. He's just going from area to area. It's a traveling show. Yeah. It's a traveling show. And, and maybe there is some more permanent infrastructure, which we'll get to when we get to the Game Boy Advance version. But yeah, Swanky's sideshow as it is, uh, Swanky's tent so it's basically a um, target game where you throw baseballs at uh, the, these Kremlin, the, the, these, uh, I think they're supposed to be like clap traps holding targets. Um, I think so. That's always what I thought. Yeah, which is interesting because clap traps don't even appear in Donkey Kong Country 3. But I, I like that Swanky modeled them after clap traps. And uh, they're, they're holding these targets and you've got to throw the baseball at the targets. And there are three different modes. There's three, three different variations of Swanky's sideshow game. There's head-to-head, race-to-25, and endurance. So you're, you're competing against Cranky. In these games, and you know, head to head, you just you just have to um, like uh, you. I don't even remember what head to head entails. So you're both throwing uh, balls at the targets, but I feel like um, if I remember right, it's you. So uh, how do I even describe it? It's like <laughs> it, it. It's like if you get a hit on a target, then I it like. Takes a point oh, uh, away yeah. from the opponent. So, so, so head to head, isn't like head to head just whoever gets the most points at the end? Yeah. Where uh, race race to twenty five, it's it stops whenever somebody gets to twenty five, and endurance is basically the first one to screw up loses. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that's it. exactly. But I always yeah. I, I always preferred race twenty five because it was this tangible, like okay, we just have to get to twenty five. Um, and, and then usually you, you know, Cranky will screw up once or twice and you'll have, uh, a bit of a cushion there, but endurance was just too stressful for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like I leaned more towards head to head because correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I, I feel, was that the only one that had, like, you could see their faces? Like if you were doing not well, your Kong would look, uh, distressed. Oh yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's basically that was like fun. 
Yeah, there, there'd be the little meter that would go up or down, and it'd be like Banjo-Kazooie's life meter, where they would, they would like, start frowning the worst you did, and then yeah. just in complete anguish if you lose. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, I never did head-to-head, though. I, I prefer to race to 25, but yeah, anyway. Um so, so the, um, the actual, like, ball-throwing, like, interior of Swanky's tent is interesting because the only prizes you get from Swanky in the Super Nintendo version, banana, uh, bear coins, excuse me, and bananas and, you know, like, um, Mimi Life Balloons, I think he would throw at you, um, but... I think so. Yeah, it, it, you would all, you would always walk away with something, even if you lose, um, right. But he's got much more enticing prizes, in my opinion. Uh, just just l- lining the grass uh, uh, um, next to the tent. So there is a plush of Squitter. There is a plush of Engard. There is a plush of Squawks. There are a couple teddy bears, and there is this this doll uh, who. I, I forget the name of it, but it was apparently a popular doll in the UK during this time period, and they not so subtly just kind of ripped off the design for it for DKC3. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me of that doll in uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm, I'm not familiar with that fairy tale, Dustin. <laughs> so in the animated uh, Rudolph... Well, I, I don't need to get... The, the point is, it looks similar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, you're actually going to describe Rudolph the Red Nose. I was going to go into the whole lore of Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. I don't know. It just just it seems, seems seems made up to me. Uh, a you, rain- you could listen to my podcast on Rudolph Vine to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. A reindeer with a glowing red nose. I don't know. That's a little far fetched to me. A little. It's not as believable as uh, gorillas with uh, sideshow tents. I mean, it's not even one of the original eight reindeer, Dustin. Come on. <laughs> That's true. Where did this guy come from? So, anyway, uh, I, I do like that there are these plushes. Like, this implies to me that the exploits of Donkey Kong Country 2 were so legendary that they actually, like, made and marketed animal buddy plushes. Like, you can get a plush of the famous squitter. And, uh, because we know, like, uh, in Donkey Konga 2, they, uh, right. they, they named a bridge after Radley. Did you know that? I did not know that. I've never played Donkey Konga 2. Well, I know what the Ido crew should play next, then. Oh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, in, in Donkey Konga 2, presumably around the docks of Big Ape City, because Donkey Konga 2 seems to follow the the same worlds of Donkey Kong Land but uh there there is a Radley bridge that that is engraved with the image of Radley presumably because it it jumps you over the water but it's a, it's an honorific for Radley and uh yeah so i like this idea that the animal buddies are just as revered and honored as the kongs and they did various things like marketing plushes and naming things after them and uh yeah, it's uh, just just a little cool insight into like the the celebrity of the Kongs and their allies and their exploits. Like we know the DK rap is an in-universe thing, and you know so. Right. Anyway, I I uh, like that since it kind of feels like the uh, the animal buddies are a little thankless just compared to the Kongs. Uh, so it's nice to see them get some appreciation with these. 
Yeah, I, I like to think there's maybe like tell-all books of uh, like uh, Donkey Kong, you know, this is what happens. And just just a, a cover of, of him like with his finger to his brow, like thinking. <laughs> and he just, just tells you everything that happened like during Donkey Kong Country. And, uh, you know, maybe... The real story. The real story, yeah. Or maybe, like, the, the equivalent of Nightline or, or whatever, like, news magazine shows that air on, like, Fridays at uh, 10 p.m. Uh, on, on you know, the Kong Broadcasting Corporation. You know, they just sit down. Tell me what happened when you were kidnapped by the Kremlins. Right. I I, I love that. <laughs> Is it true that Swanky Kong gave the answers to Diddy and Dixie? <laughs> As you said, there's this great, like, relationship implied between Swanky and Cranky here. And and yeah. Wrinkly even says, if you see Cranky, please tell him to stop wasting his money at Swanky's games. Like, even Wrinkly's like, he's spending too much time with Swanky. It needs to stop. Put an end to this. Yeah, so I, I like this this notion that they rekindled their their relationship. Whatever that relationship might be. Whatever you personally believe. I think it's fair to say that Swanky and Cranky really hit it off in DKC3. Yeah. Now, the Game Boy... I like that a lot. The Game Boy Advance version uh, changed things up in, in a really odd way. And I think the reason they did this was because they... Moved Cranky to a different role in that game. They they instituted Cranky's Dojo, a completely new mini game and and activity for Cranky, utilizing the the Cranky and the the Gi, uh, the the like uh, Karate Cranky that was briefly seen if you got the like 105 percent Immortal Monkey ranking in Donkey Kong Country Three by putting in the, yeah. the cheat codes. Uh, they used that model. And just completely came up with something new for Cranky in the Game Boy Advance version. Cranky's Dojo, where he, he's teaching you his uh, his expert moves as a esteemed video game hero. And so they didn't want to have Cranky in Swanky's tent. And, and maybe the ball-throwing mechanic didn't really work well. Although you still have the fight with Bleak in in the game, so I don't I don't think that's the case. But anyway... They came up with a replacement for Swanky's Sideshow in the Game Boy Advance version called Swanky's Dash. Swanky's Dash. Swanky's Dash. Are you familiar? Have you played the Game Boy Advance version of DKC3? Oh, I've played it. Of of course I've played the Game Boy Advance version of Donkey Kong Country 3. Because you just said you've never played Conker's Pocket Tales or Donkey Konga 2, so I'm questioning your credentials, Dustin. <laughs> you're, you're, you're wondering what the holes in my DKU expertise are. Yeah, but you've played the, the Game Boy Advance version of DKC3. So, Swanky's Dash, would, would you l- care to take a stab at explaining what Swanky's Dash is compared to Swanky's Sideshow? Um, It might be a little hard just because... <laughs> Even though I have played it, I think I did uh, Swanky's Dash once, and I was like, <laughs> all right, I think that's fine. I don't think I need to do it again. Uh, but you're basically just in, like, a pipe collecting stars, right? 
You got to collect the right amount of stars to win. So, yeah, what what Swanky's dash is, I think the best way to describe it, it's a virtual reality chamber, some sort of hollow dome that uh, like hollow deck dome. It, it's a big metallic like space age futuristic looking building like like this isn't barrel shaped this looks like some sort of um i i don't know imperial re-education center in star wars this 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 is (laughs) odd looking but yeah it's a virtual reality game the interior of it you can actually see you you go up this ramp into this chair and presumably, like, this virtual reality headset goes over top of you. And that simulates you running through a tunnel where, like, this 360-degree tunnel that you run all over collecting stars. And you've got to watch out for these spiked mines that will blow you up. Yeah, this is a little ahead of its time. It's before the big uh, VR craze nowadays. Uh, if I go to the mall, it, we still have a mall out here, believe it or uh-huh. not. But uh, they have stuff like this where you can just pay like a fee, go in and just play VR games. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the vibe I get from this. Back in 2005? Well, technically 1996, because that's, oh, that's, when, true. that's when the, the Donkey Kong Country 3 story took place. But yes, It was really ahead of its time. Yeah, 2006 is when the GBA version came out, of course. Yeah, th- this is weird, and I don't like this as much. Um, yeah. It, it's also worth pointing out that they reverted Swanky, because he no longer has a swi- sideshow. They just use his Donkey Kong Country 2 model. Com- yeah, complete I, with a damn greasy toupee that we hoped sank with Crocodile Isle, but no. Yeah, this goes totally against our canon. Yeah, apparently he he made it off Crocodile Isle with his toupee. He only had some habits are hard to break. He only had a few possessions: the rings on his finger, his jacket, <laughs> and his toupee. He probably used the toupee as a flotation device. <laughs> it came in useful for him. It saved his life. So. I don't I I don't like this as much. I I yeah. I, I think like I I can accept that it happened. I can accept it as part of the canon. But compared to Swanky's sideshow, compared to Swanky at this time of his life, I think Swanky's dash strains credibility just a little bit. That that oh yeah, also at the same time he was operating Swanky's sideshow, a traveling sideshow. Right out back, he had a big virtual reality dome. <laughs> you just didn't notice at the time. And uh, the, the one thing I like about Swanky's Dash, um, I mean, I, I like Swanky's Dash. It's it's fun enough. Uh, I don't think it's as fun as Swanky's Sideshow, but the one little detail I like, and I, I think that they came up with this because they just didn't want to model him running from behind, <laughs> but... Swanky Kong does not let Kitty Kong use Swanky's dash because, and I quote, Sorry, Kitty, no miners allowed, but don't be sad. It's not all that bad. Now it's up to you, Dixie. 
<laughs> I, I I like how that's his defense. He says, "Hey, don't be sad. It's not all that bad." <laughs> it's like I didn't I didn't consider it like that. Don't be sad. Dixie gets to have the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess now that you say that, I guess it isn't all that bad. Also, like, how old is Dixie at this point? What does Swanky consider a minor? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I guess I never really thought. I, I know DK Vine kind of has their theories on uh, Kong age. Yeah, uh, and like where they are at certain points. Uh, but yeah, they never like canonically say what age these characters are. Right. And I guess this says Dixie is not a minor. Well, at least according to Swanky standards, and maybe we should just leave that lie where it is. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I think that. Swanky Sideshow works for me because it's a traveling show. And I, I could even buy the fact that maybe he has multiple tents. And rather yeah. than, like, tearing down the tent and rebuilding it, it, like, every time the Kongs enter a new area, he just bounces from tent to tent. But the fact that he also has this big VR dome. Like, I like that this idea that Swanky, uh, full full of uh, pluckiness, rebounds after losing his studio, losing his credibility getting blacklisted from TV. And he's like, damn it. I'm going to take my show on the road. I I'm going to bring the entertainment to the people. I'm going to go to the Northern Cremosphere, this hot vacation destination for Kongs and people across the rare archipelago. I'm going to go there, set up a sideshow to really, you know, get that lucrative Lake Orangutanga tourist dollar. And you know what? It's not going to be as glamorous I'm not going to make as much money from it, but it's going to bring me joy. I'm going to find contentment in life. You might be able to stop my TV show, but you can't stop the party. Yeah, but I'm also going to build the state-of-the-art VR holodeck behind every sideshow. That's also <laughs> going to be there. Like, how much money did Swanky have? I guess maybe he had some money still in savings, and he just, like, spent it all. He went all in on this endeavor. Yeah, you, you you know what would make me able to buy it what? is if it was if by some convoluted logic, instead of being I, I think it's just the presentation that I don't buy like this just full metallic like futuristic VR setup. Uh -huh. What if it was like just really stupid like wooden VR? Yeah, or, or what if it would it, at least fit in with everything else? Yeah, well, it, it should have been more like a a really cheap like video arcade or like uh s something that w would be like more along the lines of rather than v why does it have to be vr at r at all why isn't it just like this this tube that swanky is like cranking like like rotating yeah. like 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 a carnival ride or something it doesn't have to be virtual reality it doesn't really fit the time period nor the character of swanky in my opinion yeah, I agree. It, it just feels so out of place for this series and for the Kongs. Yeah, and, and it really kind of goes against the grain of DKC3, which is a lot more woodsy and, and down-to-earth in some ways. I know this is, you know, the the game with banana birds, and uh, it first wanted to introduce a concept of a, a rocket barrel, but still, it, it's... 
I, I don't know. Like, I feel like VR would be something that Donkey Kong 64 would introduce. It <laughs> doesn't really fit DKC3's vibe, but hey, it happened. It's canon. Swanky's Dash is, is a part of Swanky's Sideshow. Although Swanky's Sideshow, I, I think, it is the, the main umbrella of, of his enterprise. Like, Swanky's Dash is just right. this all, thing he also runs. And maybe he can... Kind of this thing on the side. Yeah, maybe he, maybe it's not something that's, like, as permanent. Like, the power it takes to run it, you know, he, he can only keep it going a little bit. And, uh... I don't know. But... This is Swanky's actual, like, last appearance for several years. And that doesn't mean we we weren't clued in on what Swanky's been up to. It just means that Swanky stopped showing up himself. But we did have a couple of appearances of Swanky's sideshow post-buyout. This is this is something that's that, crazy to me. Yeah, not a lot of people know this detail because this is only something that cropped up in cameo games, of all things, and of all games that I'm going to bring up next. I don't think anybody, unless you're really steeped in Donkey Kong knowledge, you would guess that the next game I'm going to bring up in character witness Swanky Kong is Mario Party Five. Saw that one coming a mile away. Yeah. Obvious. Because Mario Party 5, Dustin, I I don't know how well-versed you are in the drama and the scandal of the Mario Party series from beginning to end. But Mario Party 5 is kind of infamous with Donkey Kong fans. It was it was the first one where you couldn't play as Donkey Kong. That's cr- that correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. It, it is the one where Donkey Kong was shunted from playable character status. But they didn't just remove him from the game and make it so like we didn't have to buy the games. We we oh, I can just ignore Mario Party now. Donkey Kong's not in it anymore. Later. No, it's <laughs> oh. Yeah, Donkey Kong, I can't play as this character that I'm buying these games for, but don't worry. He's in there as an NPC. Yeah, we're forcing you to still cover these and acknowledge his diminished uh, role. Yeah, so so Donkey Kong became the counterpart, counterpoint to Bowser on on the the game boards. So you'd have the the Bowser spaces that you could land on, which would usually spell ruin and calamity, not just for you, but for most of the players on the board. But Mario Party 5 introduced the good counterpart to that, the Donkey Kong spaces, where if you land on the Donkey Kong space, you get to play a Donkey Kong minigame, which are Donkey Kong-themed games that, that can bring fortune and glory, because Donkey Kong is just a stand-up guy. I like that, at least. It, it's better than bringing him back to... In, in a villainous role, really coming to fuck you up. At least it's like, hey, no, DK is cool. You want to land on his spaces. Yeah, I wasn't happy about this turn of events, but I did like that they framed Donkey Kong as the heroic rival to Bowser um, yeah. during this era of Mario Party. Because this is the era of Donkey Kong, where Donkey Kong's identity was kind of up in the air. It, the buyout era 
was just sort of like anything goes as far as Donkey Kong goes. And, you know, we, we could have Donkey Kong as a villain in, in a Mario versus Donkey Kong game or, or, or misunderstood villains as usually was the case. Uh, we could have Donkey Kong as a hero in like DK King of Swing. And it's like, well, how is he going to be betrayed in, in, in this game? And, Thankfully, even though he wasn't playable anymore, he was still very much a hero. And yeah. the, the Donkey Kong minigame I specifically want to address in Mario Party 5 is called Banana Punch. Uh, it's, it's a play on Banana Bunch, but in this case, you're punching. You're, you're, That's clever. It's so clever. So all I the- can see why Nintendo is still around. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was really touch and go there for a while. <laughs> Wait a minute, guys! I got it. Banana punch. You banana see, it's punch. like banana bunch. Oh, oh! The, the company is saved. <laughs> so all of the Donkey Kong uh, mini games take place in a, in a jungle environment. Now, these are ostensibly supposed to be the uh, the Congo jungle. Now. When when I say that though, you have to keep in mind the plot to Mario Party Five. Mario Party Five doesn't take place in the real world per se. It takes place in a dream realm, the Dream Depot. So all of the boards, all of the mini games, are actually manifestations of our subconscious or the subconscious of the characters brought to life in this in this place where dreams are real i think the implication is that this is where you go when you dream right right um and and maybe your dreams are are like it's a half and half like your your subconscious carries you away to here and then it comes to life you you're 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 living out your dreams here and then you get shunted back to your body when you wake up so oh man and in this mini game i'm back in high school and i can't remember my locker combination yeah it's amazing how many mini games are are based on that oh man (laughs) i forgot to attend this mini game all semester oh my god and today's the day of the test (laughs) yeah the the game is about 75 percent high school mini games yeah so in Banana Punch, you are in this dream representation of the Congo jungle. And there is a like a, a pile of, of trees, like tr- tr- logs, like fr- from palm trees in, in the one corner, perhaps manifesting Donkey Kong's fears of industrial, industrialization and deforestation, his home right. getting destroyed by the Kremlins. That's on the left. On the right is a familiar carnival tent that could plausibly be Swanky Sideshow. It looks very similar to Swanky Sideshow, right down to the top of it being the same golden ball tip that we see in Donkey Kong Country 3. Right, and like how else would Donkey Kong, if if this is in Donkey Kong's dream, then it's got to be based off of things he's seen, so... Why else would he have a tent in his mind if not for a swanky slide side show? Yeah, is he dreaming of his brother? Oh my goodness gracious. He's like, oh, hi, brother. <laughs> that classic Donkey Kong catchphrase. Now, 
I, I would almost, you know, argue that maybe this isn't supposed to be swanky sideshow because we've seen tents. Like, Candy's save point is sort of a tent. Like, like maybe it, it, it's it's him dreaming of his of his lady, of his special uh, romantic partner. Right. However, this tent, and actually, I think nearly identical to, to the way it's depicted here, it appears a little bit later in another Mario game, another cameo game, Mario Superstar Baseball. And this time around, it's explicitly spelled out to be Swanky's sideshow because Swanky appears on the wooden sign right underneath it. I love that. This was so I had no idea about the tent in Mario Party 5, but I did know about this one. I thought this was great. Yeah, this was incredible uh on the DK Vine forum back when Superstar Baseball when we were seeing screenshots of it because you know, this is still like the full on angst of the buyout era. You know, oh, right. Jungle Beat. Oh, they don't want to use rare characters. Not fresh anymore. Really worried about the direction the series was going to go in. Right. And which, which seems silly in retrospect, but at the time we were in uncharted waters and we were yeah. also younger and we just, we just let the angst and the drama carry us away. So Mario Superstar Baseball, the Donkey Kong Jungle Baseball Stadium, has numerous references to to Donkey Kong Lord. It even has a naughty millstone laying in the in, in the background, which is just a great touch. But sure enough, Swanky Sideshow is set up um here in the Congo jungle. So so I, I do think like Swanky Sideshow is primarily stationed in the, nor- the northern hemisphere but in this case swanky decided to parlay the fact that the mushroom kingdom was coming in with this big baseball um like world series or whatever and so swanky was like i should set up my sideshow in the congo jungle and and get some toads uh to to play my my games and, and right, so, like the Mario is going to be here. I bet I better set up shop. Right, right. This is this is a lucrative deal, and maybe I can then expand my enterprises into the Mushroom Kingdom from this. But so, so this is our our only real glimpse of Swanky Sideshow post nineteen ninety six, post Donkey Kong Country three, and we can see he's actually expanded even outward even beyond swanky's dash at this point he's got a lot of different um attractions beyond just the ball throwing and the vr he's got uh something new called the dk cannon the dk cannon which seems to be a big barrel cannon that's just there for your amusement um just there for funsies yeah and we know this is related to uh, swanky sideshow because it's on the sign with swanky on it it's it's the render the dkc3 yeah. render of swanky in his sideshow garb and and he's like gesturing towards the dk cannon logo and um what's interesting is of course mario kart double dash introduced the donkey cannon in um 
in DK Mountain, the, the Donkey Kong track in that game. And in later appearances, they renamed it the, I believe, the DK Cannon there. So is there a correlation between that and this? Did, did Swanky take the idea of the DK Cannon from the Donkey Cannon and make a smaller version of it for himself? I think he did. Yeah, you, he says, uh, you all know the famous uh, DK Cannon. Uh, well, here, you can enjoy it for yourself here. Yeah, it, it's in, it, it's something for the whole family they can cram themselves into <laughs> and get fired out. Like, oh, you're ready. Launch to... yourself across the stadium. It's like, if you, if you want to get away from Swanky Sideshow really quickly, have I got the way? <laughs> hey, if you don't like me, guess what? I got some good news for you. <laughs> yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> there are also what appear to be a giant facsimile of the DK bongos right next to his oh, tent. Perfect. Yeah. And, and so I like this idea that he built this enormous recreation of the DK bongos that yeah, maybe you can try out, you know, the movie big with Tom Hanks. <laughs> Oh boy, do I you you think it, he has these bongos for for a similar reason. You you can't dance on them, but boy, you can play these big bongos. I think you can dance on them. I think it's specifically designed to be like Tom Hanks on the foot piano in Big, except in this you case You use your whole body to play on it. Yeah, it would be Tom Hanks coming in uh doing some fancy footwork on the DK bongos. <laughs> I want to see that cut. So that way, you know, you, you can have fun at Swanky Sideshow, even if you don't like competition. You can make some right. beautiful music with your wiggling little toes, those sexy, sexy toes of yours. Or the best kind. you can just jam yourself up in the DK cannon and fire yourself into the wild blue yonder. I love that. He He's capitalizing on... Uh, on the people who might not be huge fans of baseball, who might not want to see uh, Princess Peach hit a ball into the stands. You can come and fire yourself out of a cannon instead. That's right. That's right. So that's that's the last little insight we've had into Swanky's business dealings. Presumably, he's still running the sideshow. Presumably, he's still having a really good time. Still off TV, but it's okay. You know, he, he never really got into the internet. He never became a YouTuber, a Twitch streamer. He no, he doesn't have a podcast. I mean, maybe he does. Maybe when we, He seems like a podcast guy. Maybe when we catch back up with Swanky, you know, we'll, we'll have a greater insight into how Swanky is navigating the 21st century. But at least as far as we know, he's still doing the sideshow and he's still... Um, He's still having a good time with his life. But uh, we, we did see Swanky one more time in the video games in 2018. Because Swanky, like so many others, died in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate <laughs> and became a disembodied spirit. Don't worry, he got better, as did everybody else. Those deaths were reversed, like uh, like in the Marvel uh, you know, the, the snap was undone and everybody came back, but yeah, un unfortunately, Wrinkly was already dead. So yeah. I couldn't bring her fully back. Yeah. When this she, is as good as it gets. And she said, uh, I don't feel so good. Mr. Stark. She meant it. 
<laughs> a little more serious. Yeah. So Swanky was a spirit in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Here's a little fun detail, Dawson. So Swanky's render that they used for the spirit, his canonical appearance in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, he was he was back in the Donkey Kong Country 2 jacket, but because it was the render. He wasn't wearing that awful toupee. So at some point after 1996, he did say, you know what? This toupee isn't working for me. I'm going to take this damn thing off. And so I want people to love me for me. Yeah. So even though he still wears the DKC2 jacket from time to time, he's put the toupee away in a box in his closet and he's just going, ah, natural right he can't completely get rid of it it saved his life at the end of dkc2 <laughs> you never know when the island he's on it's gonna blow up next <laughs> it happens so so frequently for him yeah poor swanky he survives the destruction of crocodile isle he gets blacklisted and then he becomes a disembodied spirit when the multiverse of video games collapses in on itself <laughs> you, you know what i i at that point i would just be glad to be included <laughs> well he was included because in the spirit battle against swanky kong he possesses a clone body of donkey kong perhaps his brother uh he he got to actually live what it would be like if cranky wasn't as disappointed with him as he had been Oh, what what now, Dad? I'm now my brother. How does this feel? <laughs> uh, Are uh. you proud of me now? So, Swanky in Donkey's body uses a banana gun. That, that's a little little uh, thing he has at first. And he's like, "Oh, watch out! He's gonna squirt you with that banana." And the the rule in Swanky's spirit battle is that the Beast Ball is in play. And and the Beast Ball is the teleporting baseball in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, I'm sure you're well acquainted with it at this point, Dustin, having played World of of Light for the last seven months. (laughs) I don't even know what a regular baseball is. I only know Beast Ball. So I, I do like that they reference the Donkey Kong Country 3 Swanky Sideshow minigame. With the baseball. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, especially since uh, the render you get is from DKC2, but that calls from DKC3, you get the best of Swanky. Yeah, because it's not like, you know, his spirit battle would incorporate asking you questions. <laughs> that would be fun, though. I'd be down for that. Or putting you in a VR tube. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the stage you fight him on is Congo Jungle N64, and the music is, is Funky's Fugue. So you get a little bit of a mixture, like because Swanky's uh, music isn't in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, unfortunately. Yeah, but you still get music from one of the Kong helpers. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's in the Congo jungle where he, of course, grew up and potentially lived in his lost year, his missing year, nineteen ninety five to nineteen ninety six. Right, what a reference for Sakurai to pull. Ah, uh, yeah, he's so good. He's so knowledgeable about everything. Yeah, he knew all about that in between year. Even the stuff we make up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we do have a call from a dedicated swankyaholic. That we... One of the many swankyaholics. You know what? I had to limit it to just one call because 
honestly, if we were here playing the 70 to 80 calls I did get, this episode would just be ridiculous. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to limit it to the very best call we got. So congratulations, caller. You are the very best out of the 80-plus calls we received about Swanky Kong. You win the title of canonical swanky number one fan. That is true. That is true. It is canon now. Now, if you would like to call the DK Vine hotline, you can always do so by dialing 1-202-630-VINE. That's 8463. You can call us day or night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The line is always open. Now, Usually, we only take calls relating to the topic at hand. So, when we announce an episode, you can call in and say, this is what I feel about this topic. But, you can call us about whatever, and maybe we'll play your call on a future call sack episode. Let's go ahead and play Swanky Kong fan number one. Hey guys, Rick here. Oh, Swanky. You know, he always he always came across as like the, the super fun uncle, you know, who, well, that actually might be the case, just judging by the way he looks. Um, and, you know, he's just, he's this light in the darkness showing up in the most dangerous of areas with his little, his little game show hut to, uh, for Diddy and Dixie to play around with. And I always thought the questions were honestly really fair and fun to answer and, uh yeah, you know, swanky, right? Um oh I always I always loved how uh the conversation made me think of him as like uh comparing him to Job from Arrested Development. That's just the perfect comparison. Alright guys, can't wait to listen. Thanks. Later. Thank you for the call, Rick. Swanky's truest bluest fan. I'm I'm glad you love Swanky so much. Uh how could you not? Yeah, right? Dustin, you are uh, an aficionado of animation, of... Uh, That's true. Of voice actors, even. Now, yeah, we here on The Conversation at DK Vine have always maintained that, as Rick said, uh, Will Arnett, who played Joe Bluth on Arrested Development, would make the ideal Swanky Kong. Um... I, I want to know what your thoughts were. Who do you think would be the perfect casting for Swanky Kong? Ooh, I'd, I'd have to really give it some thought, but I'd be down for Will Arnett to voice him. I could picture that, uh, like, he, he's kind of got that uh, showman-type voice. Like, he, he's he's a little gruff, but, uh, you know, he's the voice of the guy on the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercial. That's right, and we already said, you know, it, it, it's like chocolate and peanut butter going together. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything more fitting. <laughs> yeah, I really can't hear Swanky Kong as, as as anybody but Will Arnett. Like, that is, that is the one fan casting I'm completely wed to. Now, then again, I never <laughs> thought Seth Rogen would voice Donkey Kong, and I, was, I guess I was okay with that, so, you know... Uh, I guess I'm malleable, but you know, I, I I don't know. Like if they announce, but it would be your number one pick. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I feel like that would just be the perfect um, 
the perfect vibe for the character. Just because even Joe Bluth in Arrested Development is basically the swanky Kong to Michael's Michael Bluth's Donkey Kong. So I, I, I just see like that. It's just perfect casting. And of course, swanky Kong came first. He was he's been around longer than Job, but for me they're they're almost inseparable. One it's just Gorilla Job with with a bit more heart, a, a bit less of a creep, but still just creepy enough for the kids. You know, like we, we, Yeah, we, like it it has that very thin layer of sleeves. Yeah, just just a little bit of grease uh along the, the camera lens, a little bit of Vaseline. And you're like, Ugh, what? What? What is that? But not enough to repulse you entirely, right? He's an off-putting showman who wants he he wants to make a good impression, but you're a little on on edge with him. Yeah, and he knows a hundred ways to meet girls, so watch out. <laughs> That's right. He knows what he's talking about. So wrapping things up on this character witness, which, by the way, if you were wondering if we were going to get over two and a half hours on Swanky Kong, a character who's only really been in two games, <laughs> sure showed you. Yeah, I got I got to be honest. I'm very surprised we hit the two and a half hour mark. Dustin, if I'm honest, I could talk about Swanky all night long. That's true. I, you know what? I could too, but you know, I got plans with the guys. Oh, right, right. I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope you talk about Swanky Otherwise, Kong. I would love nothing more. I hope you talk about Swanky Kong with the guys. Oh, I'll make them talk about it. Okay, good. So, wrapping things up, uh, I, I do have to ask, looking at Swanky Kong... As he is, as we know him, like e- even just ignoring our fan conjecture that we went into in this episode, is Swanky the perfect epitome of what makes a Donkey Kong character truly great? Because I, I-, I was thinking about this before this episode. Swanky Kong is a disgraced game show host <laughs> who-, <laughs> who-, who became a traveling sideshow uh carnival barker and and he, he exists as a donkey kong character a reoccurring donkey kong character and i'm like is that type of character wholly unique to if not the donkey kong series then the dku like like would we see anybody like swanky kong outside of donkey kong like would there ever be a super mario character like Swanky Kong. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a couple in there, but they're not, like, super common. They're they're not, like, regular characters. I, I mean, I guess you could make the argument Swanky isn't necessarily either, but I, I think, like, any characters who are like Swanky Kong and Mario are usually one-shots. Right, and they're usually, like, Toads or, or Goombas or Koopa Troopas, where... They're not really given a defined personality, usually. Not always. But They're there to serve their purpose in gameplay-wise. Where Swanky is really more malleable. He started off as a game show host, but they're like, he could be more than a game show host. He could also have a yeah. tight vest. <laughs> yeah, he's got that going for him. And I, I just love that we have characters like Swanky Kong, that in the third game of the series, the second console game 
You know, it was just like, oh, yeah, here's a game show host named Swanky Kong. Deal with it. Figure it out. But <laughs> it's it just so weird and so eccentric and so uniquely, like, rare. And that sense of humor and just we're going to we're going to take this way to earn extra lives or or later like coins and bananas and we're just going to assign this very flamboyant personality to it and that's that's what i love is just taking these things that could be just completely functional sans character and assigning a character to it and making it so full of personality that you find it endearing and then later in your life you will do over two and a half hours of a podcast on this one character. Like, that level of dedication is what comes from having characters like this. And that's why, like, Donkey Kong fans value characters, I think, above all else, really. I mean, we obsess over them. We fan theorize about them. You know, we, we don't stop thinking about them. And that's why... Just like, oh, we don't need these characters because you can just assign all of these moves to this one character. You can just give all this functionality to one character. Why have four characters when you can have just one character doing it all? Why even need a character right. in there at all? Like this this very Nintendo design philosophy that creeps in after Rare. And it's like, hold up though. Hold up though. Isn't it just more fun to have this character behind it because then you just have this completely new IP that you can then do things with that you can celebrate like maybe video game design 101 isn't always the best way to go if it doesn't lead you down roads that give you characters like Swanky Kong right it's it's a balancing act because you don't want things to get too complicated but then if you make them too simple you miss out on having fun characters like Swanky Kong in there. We wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah, that's that's why, as much as I love retros to Donkey Kong Country games, I mean, I adore them, I, I do think some of the, the philosophy behind them, like, oh, we only need Cranky Kong as the only Kong helper. We only need Rambi as the only uh, playable or rideable animal buddy. And I'm like, because mm, uh, uh, that kind of thought wouldn't have given us Swanky Kong back in the day. Exactly. So, yeah, Dustin, you know something? I This this is embarrassing. When, Uh-oh. When I was five years old, uh, in kindergarten, we, we had to reveal what our dream job was. And maybe I've shared this before on the conversation or on DK, but I can't remember, but... I was like, I don't know what I want to be. This is before I I knew I wanted to do something creative, like be a writer or be a Donkey Kong journalist. So the only thing I could think of that would bring me joy in my five-year-old brain was to be a game show host. That's such a fun, like, I could see someone wanting to be a game show host, you know, you you bring the smiles, you bring the laughs and the cheers, but that's such an interesting thing for a five-year-old to want to be. Right? It's, it's, it's kind of gross, but I, <laughs> yeah, so, like, we had, we had to draw a picture of us in our, in our dream job when we're adults, and this is, you know, 
back when we thought there was going to be a future in the job market and that, you know, capitalism was going to eat us alive. But, um, you know, that we wouldn't always ha- we wouldn't have to have side gigs and just beg for money online as we do these days. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to be a game show host. And we had to then dress up for career day. And so I wore uh, a blazer and, uh, <laughs> you know, like I had like uh, note cards where that I like was was reading off like uh, fabulous prizes. And, uh, you know, that's hilarious. I can just imagine little Heil in his little uh, game show host costume surrounded by like people who wanted to be like firemen. And, and like other typical jobs that kids might want. Right. And then here here you come, just looking totally different from everyone else. Yeah. That's great. There was like six or seven firemen in my kindergarten class. And I wanted to be a game show. Do you know, outside of the count, who my favorite Sesame Street character was? Who? Uh, so... When I was a kid, there there was a reoccurring Sesame Street character named Guy Smiley. I knew it. That's a name I haven't heard in many a year. Guy Smiley was the Muppet game show host on Sesame Street. Man, I don't think they even use him. I don't remember the last time they've used Guy Smiley. Probably not. But yeah, most kids would say their favorite Sesame Street character, Elmo, right? Maybe Grover, if they're of a certain age. Uh, maybe even Kermit the Frog if they're around for the O, you know, OG Sesame Street, like the the original right. incarnation. No, the Count. I like the vampire, and I like the game show host. <laughs> so you know, this is this has been part of my DNA for for a long time. So it's no wonder that Swanky Cog endeared himself to me, and, and it's no wonder that I've always been on the same wavelength as the creative team behind Donkey on Country at Rare, you know, like this, this was all meant to be like, I, I, I was just their fan who, who was just waiting for them to come along. And I know people think that being a Donkey Kong journalist is a very stupid career decision, but at <laughs> the very least, at the very least, Dustin, I outgrew the childish desire to be a game show. Well, nobody has found the missing episode in the conversation season six. That's right. There's an entire installment of the conversation that's been cleverly hidden and never heard by public ears. If you're the one who can follow the clues and find it, you could win a fabulous prize. Johnny, tell them what they'll win. Johnny, tell them what they'll win. Johnny! Johnny, where where are you? Where are you at? I forgot your name was Dustin. I'm sorry. That that's okay. Anyway, it's like an uh, autographed Sea of Thieves number one or something. I don't I don't I don't know. This has been a File Two production. Terrico.